What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like the video and for daily sports content, hit that subscribe button. As always, comment down below your opinions because we got some stuff to talk about again. Yeah, not as much as last time, but also we are on we are we are on audio platforms. Can't talk right now, uh, so make sure you guys you know if you guys can't watch the video, make sure you guys listen to it on your any audio platform you listen to, and you know give it a five star rating if you enjoy it. Um, also want to thank you guys for the support of the last um, episode, two hours long, you know, hour 59, two hours long. The the response from that video in terms of the views and stuff was higher than we thought we were going to get. And we would like to thank you guys for that as well. But as Jobin mentioned, some small news again today. Um, shouldn't be a two hour long <laughs> unless we just ramble and argue. But so let's just start with the NBA because there was some big news today, relatively. Um, so let's just get into the new signings first. Let's just start off with today's first news. Grant Williams is on a sign-in trade with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, it was like a three-team deal, right, with the Dallas Mavericks, Boston Celtics, and the San Antonio Spurs, I believe. Yeah, I'm just going to pull up the trade here. So, yeah, this is like one of those teams that I said should go after Grant Williams, and they actually listened, and... You know, foreshadowing a little bit. We're going to go to our winners and losers. You guys will find out then if I chose Dallas to be a winner. But this is on the right trajectory because, you know, they re-signed Kyrie Irving. They brought in Seth Curry. But there was no defense still. And Grant Williams provides the defense. And he also could hit the corner shot usually. Yeah, I mean, it's a good pickup for sure. Definitely adds to what they're doing. Just trying to get some perimeter shooting for Luka and Kyrie to do their work. And then... uh, Obviously, they're not the best defenders, so Grant Williams would help with that for sure. Yeah, so Grant Williams, is, uh, he was a restricted free agent, will sign a four-year, $53 million contract. He kind of wanted out from the Celtics last year because he wanted more of a payday. He got it, though, which is at the perfect spot. Um, as a part of a sign-in trade, the San Antonio Spurs will re- reportedly receive Reggie Bullock, so nothing crazy, and the right to swap picks with Dallas in 2030. So still like seven years to go Yeah. as part of the deal. Meanwhile, the Celtics and Mavericks will each acquire two second-round selections, according to Woj from ESPN. So that was the first bit of news here. And, you know, Dallas is addressing that defense. You know, I love what they have done so far. And they also, not official signing yet, but they also put out another, uh, gave a contract to another RFA, um, which... I Taibo? thought the huh? Was it was it Taibo? Yeah, right, Matisse Taibo, Taibo, who right? I thought, who I said at the beginning before free agency even started, that I said that he should be going, he should be targeted by Dallas. I don't know why I can't talk right now, but he should be targeted by Dallas for obvious reasons, right? Taibo yeah, yeah. cannot hit that shot, but guess what? You have Seth Curry. That you got all three and no D on that side. Pause, and then all D and no three on this side. Pause again, but um. Yeah, so that would be a perfect fit. Like I said, you get that. He's a lockdown. Like Matisse Thybul was really, really, he, I think, really good for the Sixers when it came to defense. Oh yeah, because it was just tough for him to play because he couldn't create any offense for himself, or if anyone does create offense for him, he couldn't knock down a shot or anything. But he could still at least hit him on occasion, which is still good. He ain't no Ben Simmons, no shot. I didn't mean to throw a shot at him, but he at least takes the shot. Right? And yeah, he doesn't yeah. hit it on occasion. I mean, you're not throwing a shot at Ben Simmons. You're saying what's true. True. Uh, then, um, yeah, Tybalt's definitely going to help that defense for sure. There's no way. And I don't I don't really think the Sixers are going to match, right? 
Do you think the Sixers will match? Because Tybo no, already... it's the Blazers. Oh, it's the Blazers, yeah. I mean, he got traded he last got year traded, at the deadline. Yeah. So it's the Blazers, and they have two days to match it. So he yeah, already, he already, he already signed it. It's, it's the same deal as uh, Gabe Vincent. I think it was three years, $33 million. Yeah. So they have two days, and we already know what the situation with the Blazers, which we'll slightly get into with the update on that situation. But for me, it's I hope Dallas just hopes that they get him because they get that defense and they'll have an actual lockdown because they did lose Dorian Finney-Smith, right? And they go from there. And this team has definitely been looking a lot better. Yeah, man, they made some moves at the draft. They made some... They got Kyrie Irving back. They've been they've been doing everything they can to, like, uh, make their team better and obviously don't have the disappointing result like they did in the past season where they yeah. failed to make the playing spot. So let's get into some other news. Um, July 3... That was Monday? Yeah, yeah it was Monday. Monday. So, well, obviously, we didn't record. We recorded Sunday night. So, Malik Beasley, that's a good contract by the Bucks. He signed with the Bucks, uh, One year, $2.7 Of course, when if he, when he leaves the Lakers, he'll probably learn how to shoot again, which always happens. So, that's a good pickup, you know, spacing for Giannis. Malik Beasley was one of the leading three-point shooting percentages last year before the Lakers trade. He struggled in the playoffs with shooting. Bucks also reunited the Lopez brothers. Yeah, Robin well, Lopez is back. Bulls signed Tory Craig to a two-year contract, which is, I think, a key loss for the the Suns. It is a key loss for the Suns, but for sure. you know, we'll get into the Suns a little bit later. Celtics signed your boy Canadian Delano Banton to a two-year contract. Yeah. Um, Clippers re-signed Plumlee. Huge. Needed a backup big there. Yeah. And another max extension for a rookie. Rookie extension. That was Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards has signed for a five-year, 260 mil, so the LaMelo money, essentially. Uh, it's basically, it's going to happen. And uh, Warrior, oh, sorry, Magic have waived Bol Bol as well. So Bol Bol was the Bol Bol was the Wambanyama before Wambanyama. Exactly. <laughs> he was the original <laughs> Bol Bol never got a chance. Yeah. Um, injuries obviously derailed him. He didn't get the opportunity with the Nuggets. You thought he would have gotten that opportunity with the Magic. You know, some their teams are going to be linked to him, right? You can't, like, that talent is still there. And obviously, I also reported that the Lakers are linked to him, which I'm perfectly fine with because we still need a backup big. But, you know, teams that, like, the Rockets should take a chance on him. I mean, they have El Sengun, but still, like, seven, whatever, he has 7-1 center. So, I mean, he has demigod build. Yeah. He could shoot. He could uh defend obviously when protect he could uh also like play make a little bit so i that sucks because like he was what drafted like 44 in the second round and he was like he was sitting in the green room the green room for the yeah. whole time because he was projected to be a top like pick, top pick yeah but it was because the injury in oregon that screwed him over but moving on mo bamba uh signed with the sixers so another former Lakers center has gone to the Sixers. <laughs> I saw the picture today. I was like, what the hell? DeAndre Jordan, Montrez Harrell, um, Andrew Bynum. All these guys were like former Lakers that went to the Sixers right after. But um, I'm happy Burbamba. Let's see if he gets the opportunity there. They needed a backup big. Um, let's move on to the Dame Lillard stuff quickly before we get into our winners and losers overall and maybe our best. I'll quickly check the best available slash rumors because we do have a big rumor involving your team. But Dame Lillard situation, it's, you know, it's Miami or bust for Dame and teams don't reportedly don't want to trade for Dame because of that because they don't want a disgruntled superstar on their team. I don't know if Dame's that type of dude to be, you know, 
demanding shit like that but type that type of person um will he well there's five teams apparently according to mark spears from espn that are willing to do a three-team trade the blazers do not want tyler hero at all so that's why a third team is required i'm a little bit surprised by that too don't yeah you? i am too but i guess they have a backcourt of scoot uh and uh anthony simons and then obviously shade and sharp is the part of that trio so do you want to clutter in another person i don't know but tyler hero has that potential maybe t- they feel like tyler hero hero will net them more stuff because like a team like brooklyn yeah, who has like win now players yeah tyler hero should that will complement tyler hero should get the masses Brook- yeah so brooklyn them. and spurs are the two big ones obviously there's other teams that are involved um so there's that situation the other do, do you want to pull up sport tech to see what's available for agents while we talk about this um the so the other big rumor today was pascal siakam has been heating up in the market so obviously since we last talked that's when the news um popped up yeah and you went on your rant and today and yesterday at the time of this recording there were more reports that the hawks and the raptors are working on something but the problem is again masai is being stingy and deal is falling apart obviously i'm not saying you should not get pascal siakam you want to get what he's worth but i feel like the raptors and i'm looking from the outside in are overvaluing their assets way too much um same thing with the og stuff they had a chance at three first never did it fred kyle what? you know you have that history we don't need to revisit that history. yeah no but what is a package for pascal because pascal should bring like a much bigger return compared to everyone. It's probably going to be had. centered around DeJounte Murray because he's on the last year of his contract. And another guard for you guys, but he's also 6'5". got to remember that. Yeah. Um, Probably DeAndre Hunter because they're trying to offload him. So that's like... And then you could move OG because I'm not saying DeAndre Hunter is OG right now, but he has the potential. So... Being the 3 and D guy, right? No, that seems definitely... That's like That should be the centered two pieces and throwing yeah, picks, you obviously. you got throwing picks, for sure. Yeah. Because Pascal Siakam has been the guy again in Toronto these yeah. last two years, right? Compared to Fred, compared to uh, what he was in 2019. Yeah. I, I mean, he struggled... He's, he's, been, he's, he's been better. He struggled in the bubble, obviously, and then he struggled at the beginning of the next year, right? No, the Tampa year, he struggled all year. Oh, yeah, sorry. The Tampa year, he struggled all year. Like and then, he, then he was injured the next year. Yeah, yeah it was right. understandable. He was injured at the beginning of last year and then came back. Obviously, took like five, ten games yeah. and absolutely started popping off again. Shows because uh, yeah. all-NBA player. He, again, again he, this year, he had another all-NBA season. Could have made it. Should have made a it. Risk. I don't know. You don't know about that. And they also made the playoffs, right? So, he's been balling out these last two seasons. So, there's, not, there's, not, there's no... I don't put any fault on Siakam. Even in the playoffs, he's been in the series against the Sixers. He's been one of the guys that was actually like pretty decent, like playing up to standard a little bit. Yeah, oh, it doesn't hurt for that one. Scotty and Fred both got hurt, but um, the Hawks side of things is kind of weird because they gave up a bunch of picks for Dejounte Murray, right? How much do you value? How much better is Pascal Siakam than Dejounte Murray in your eyes? Not just based on last year, just general as a player. Daniel Siakam is a better player. He's grown. Like a to tier be a above, player. though, right? Not like I'm not saying same tier, maybe he's like a, half he, a tier or a tier above. He's a tier above, maybe tier and a half max, I would say. Yeah. Just because Siakam is more experienced. He's also um his game developed, obviously. He's yeah. like his shot was a little bit better. Like I'm not saying the his finishing is good, obviously that's his yeah. big thing, right? Getting to the rack. But then his shot from the outside and the mid range 
Like he has a nice dribble move, mid range jumper yeah. type thing, right? It's not like he's a catch and shoot. Like he's trying to create his own shot, and he's been yeah. be- doing better at that. This is honestly like the Hawks for me disappointed last year because of the Dejounte move, right? And like in my opinion, there should have been like that top six seed for sure, like that sixth spot instead of the Knicks, for example. And Brooklyn obviously fell off. Like I'm not gonna count Brooklyn because they just had a weird year. But for me. Like I said, you're on team rebuild. This makes sense. You should. Um, he's at the highest value. Capitalize on it, right? Because at the end of the day, as good as as much as his praises you said of him, he's not gonna win you a championship as the number one option. We all know that, yeah. right? Even with that Kawhi year, he um, he did as a number two. He did as a number two, but he emerged then, and now he's a better version of that, right? Yeah. So if I'm dumb, um, yeah, go after it. Get. Uh, you're not getting AJ Griffin. That's for sure. You're not getting any other Onyeka or anyone like that, but it's probably going to be centered around, it won't be Capella now because you guys obviously got Pirtle locked yeah, up. Yeah, there's no putting in Capella. But you'll have DeJounte Murray most likely, then you guys, have, maybe you guys flip him. Maybe it'll be a three-team trade, right? Because, you know, teams like the Clippers, actually, no, they got Russell Westbrook back, but like the Celtics, DeJounte Murray would be a perfect fit there. Yeah. Right? So uh, Obviously, as me, I don't. I wouldn't want to flip into the Celtics. Well, I know, but so I'm but saying like, like a, a point guard-heavy team that needs it. Maybe like a, a Pelicans. Because you would have to convince DeJounte Murray to stay, right? Yeah. In order for that trade to work. Maybe, but, I would say maybe like a Pelicans. Yeah. Right? Uh, what else? Do you think Timberwolves? Nah, Timberwolves have Conley, right? Yeah, no. It would be, it would be the it Pelicans. It would be more Pelicans, yeah. For sure. Like that was a team. Um, but... Let's move on. Before you move on to that, another name that popped up is Donovan Mitchell. Not for this year, because his contract's running up in two years. So it's, he's not in the Pascal situation. Pascal's up for an extension, I believe. But if the Cavs do not do well next year, let's just say that the exact same fate happens, um, they will be looking to offload Donovan Mitchell. Because Donovan Mitchell won in New York, right? It was kind of like Damian Lillard's situation, like, get me to New York. But they ended up trading him to the Cavs. It worked out for him. But... He did not have a great playoffs, as we're accustomed to seeing Donovan Mitchell have. And if he didn't, doesn't want to re-sign, well, you might have to flip him, right? So, Donovan Mitchell is another name to watch out for, which is kind of surprising. But the season he had, like, he was All-NBA first, I believe. Yeah, uh, he was good this second, year. second, one of them. But he was All-NBA, and he deservedly so. Yeah, um, uh, it's, like, sometimes it's just different environment, right? Like, your playoffs, like, you're playing with a playoff team that hasn't really been the playoffs where it's jazz there's there was some experience around you as well yeah so like on your team this year you were the most experienced player yeah so it's a little bit probably different role for him but yeah next year they should be better it'll be like it'll be disappointing if they repeat this result again yeah another team rejante could be flipped with brooklyn as well but um let's move on you have some lists of names nothing really to say much you got like Will Barton, Christian Wood available, Kelly Oubre. Christian Wood's the big one though. Yeah, Christian He's Wood. the biggest one and the teams that saw linked were Lakers, um, maybe the Suns and someone because he, he might just sign a one-year cheap prove-it deal, right? And a team like the Suns get a hand on him, oh my God, that team is going to get scarier. Yeah, um, uh, there's Bombari signed, so yeah. Saric, yeah, so nothing's... Amadou Diallo, so the Kendrick best... Nunn, Schmidt. Best player is what? Romeo Langford. Best player is Christian Wood then. Terrence Davis. So the best player is Christian Wood. Yeah, unless you consider Kevin Knox the absolute god <laughs> of the remaining free agency. Okay, so... Um, Bismarck Bianco could be a good backup big for someone. That's for us. We need one. Uh, There's also Taj Gibson, who's obviously old. Austin Rivers. TJ Warren's also a free agent. Montrezl Hero. 
and then yeah right, Aaron Holdick okay, you want to right you're telling me to stop last time it's time to stop now yeah it's time to stop like Christian <laughs> Thompson yeah okay so Christian Wood is this is really for free agency is just yeah. Christian Wood watch and then the Dame Lillard slash James Harden potential trade watch so yeah the genuine the genuinely not like legit anyone now yeah same like yeah it was the and, NBA free agency is great because you get the um you get the what you call it the trade the salary and self helps with the trade where, where where we'll get into the NHL afterwards like the also snooze fest but let's move on to winners and losers um, all right let's go you want me to name a winner first or a loser first how do you want to do it yeah, let's go off with the winners first all right let's go my first winner um i want to go with the Dallas Mavericks because we, since we already talked about it a little bit amazing draft offloaded Davis Bertans contract replaced him with Rashawn Holmes who's much better fit right you got Derek Lively in the draft needed a rim protector and like i said you add Seth Curry so you get more shooting around um Kyrie and Luka you're going to have a motivated Luka as well right cuz no one wants to hear it cuz Kyrie had the more wins not Luka when they played together yeah um when Luka was out Kyrie carried a little bit more and now with the rumored Matisse Thybul move perfect fit and on top of that you have Grant Williams yeah no that's uh, like they did whatever they can to address your need and get better at the same time it's not like a they added in a bunch of bums. Oh, and they brought in Kyrie Irving. It's not like they added in a bunch of like, you know, like poor players that like exactly. do one thing, right? Like some of these guys could do multiple things. Like uh Seth Curry could still like, you know, create his own shot. He's not straight catch and shoot, right? Yeah, but he's going to be probably obviously primarily used as that. Yeah, obviously, but I'm just saying like there's like there's a secondary aspect to these players. Like Grant Williams, defense obviously with the corner three. Matisse Thybulle is probably obviously straight defense. And then uh Rashawn Holmes could finish at the rim and also protect the rim. They also brought Dwight Powell back on a cheap contract, three years, twelve mil. So that's four mil. And also, year. yeah, they, the the one thing that's like we're overlooking right here is the the depth that they now have. Yeah, with every like the big position, the the wing position, right? So like they did a good job. They still with have that. Tim Hardaway Jr. They still have like those pieces, right? Maxi Kleber. Yeah. So then even if like Kyrie and Luca, obviously realistically they're not going to be off at the same time yeah but if there ever is a time like where one of them is not playing and then what Kyrie's not playing and Luca's on the bench right now yeah like Seth Curry could handle the ball right a little, a little bit. bit I wouldn't trust it yeah I know but like but they have some players I'm that sure they're gonna they're gonna stagger Kyrie and Luca that yeah way. I know but I'm saying like say one's injured oh, okay yeah I know yeah you. like Seth, I would still prefer like get him another proper ball handler but yeah Seth Curry like they don't have they have someone who could do a job yeah a little bit for now yeah yeah uh, you want to go with the winner? Winner, I'm gonna go with the uh, LA Lakers. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're I'm on just my like, list. there's the fact that you got DeAndre Russell, Rui Hachimura, and uh, Austin Reeves all back was a dub in my books. You obviously replaced Dennis Schroeder with a good player in Gabe Vincent, who will provide you a little bit more of offense. Maybe more lack shooting for sure. Lack, maybe lack a little bit of defense. Obviously, because but we get, the, get the added shooting. But you still get the added shooting around the LeBron, whose shooting is not great himself. And then Anthony Davis's shooting is very inconsistent, and his offense is very inconsistent. So um, that's a good guard rotation there. And then Rui Hachimura emerged in the playoffs. Absolutely. Had a really good playoffs himself. So the fact that you got him back as well, that's good. Torian Prince. And then Torian Prince. Plays Troy Brown. Torian Prince is like, what, 3 and D? 3 and D, corner 3 specialist. Yeah, and then who else do you got? Uh, let me just pull it up here. We re-signed Austin Reese, Rui Hajimura, DeAndre Russell, Game Vincent, Torian, Cam Reddish. 
and Jackson Hayes. And you got Hayes. Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes. So J- those J- are like Phil Handy projects, essentially. They're like, yeah, as if they could refine their potential in college, right? They're That's going to be absolutely amazing for you guys. If, yes. they, if they do like Malik, what Malik, Malik Monk did, yeah. that's like absolute double you guys. Yeah. And no, um, yeah, I agree. The Lakers are winners. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, they're my team. I'm um, not going to be like that guy, either overhyping them or underhyping them. I do believe they arguably won free agency. The problem I still have is the backup big and still lack of, little lack of scoring in terms of um, shot creation, right? There's only D'Angelo Russell at the moment. Gabe Vincent has shown flashes, but I wouldn't really call it. Reeves could do it. And the, you know, so here's my question with Reeves. He had a breakout year. Is he going to bring it back, right? Now people know who Austin Reeves is properly. And I know he had moments in the bubble, uh, sorry, in the bubble, the playoffs that were insane, right? Like he carried the fourth quarter. Um, same thing with Rui Hachimura. Is he gonna? The question is, are they gonna bring it back? And if they do, barring any injuries, we should be back. There's, in the conference there's finals. no reason for them not to bring it back because they're in the exact same situation as they were. Yeah, where but they you know how like, people fall off. Yeah, I know people fall off, but like there is no reason to fall they off. They got their contracts, right? A lot of people. Yeah, I know people fall off other contracts. I'm said it many times that like they usually struggle in the first one. Yeah. But in this situation, you're exactly. There's no elevated role for you you're coming back to exact same thing what you were doing last year yeah so there's no reason to fall off and it's a big disappointment to do in my opinion all right um losers let's go with that one now all right number one houston rockets i oh you put them oh they're a loser no i didn't think they were a loser they're a loser i did not think you're probably the only one i think that thinks they're a loser i'll be dead honest with you if you're if you're putting dylan brooks 20 million a year I can't consider you a winner. And uh reason why I'm saying this, like, okay, there was that little salary cap thing they have to meet, right? Yeah. Did they meet it with Fred? I don't know. But with here's the Fred contract. Here, here, but, okay, no, I'll let you finish your point because I'm going to give you the counterpoints of why other people are making it. That's their thing. They're not a winner, but they shouldn't be a loser. But I'll give you the point. Go ahead. First. I don't know. For me, like, the names that you were linked to, you didn't really get, right? And now you put yourself in a position with getting these two contracts. I disagree with that. Who were they really linked to outside of the guys they got? Brooke Lopez? But they could have traded for James Harden. That's well, not going to happen was, now because they don't I, have the cap. God, they didn't. If they, they did, the I would have put them on the losers if they traded they for James Harden. They, they won't have the cap space. Obviously, Jalen Brown was a name that they were heavily linked to. Again, it was, you don't know what. Yeah, no, but I'm saying now they want. put themselves in a position where they can't trade they for chose those to guys. Go the run, they chose to go to the young route. Yeah, I know, but like, I'm just saying, like, if, if Jalen Brown was available. I'm pretty sure they would want, they would want well, to get him, especially clearly. with Ime Oduka. But like, there could be a chance he could be available during the season or the end of next season. Okay, so so then now they kind of handcuffed themselves. Is your main the issue the Dylan, Dylan Brooks contract, or is it also Fred? Both of them. They're okay. Massive so overpays. Here's the counterpoint I want to make, and I'm again I'm not saying basing my opinion on other people, but I'm also listening to what they're saying to see if I'm, I'm not wrong. You're the Houston Rockets. You ain't doing shit. You need to pay people. The only disagreement, sorry, the agreement I have with you about the Dylan Brooks contract is the four years. I thought it should have been two years. I don't care about the 20 million because they clearly, the reason why I don't put them in the losers, they chose their route. They decided not to break up the young core, which I'm glad they didn't, to uh, go get um, old James Harden now. Okay, it's not, gonna be okay, the, it's not the James original Harden. James Harden from the Rockets. Yeah, no, but like, here's my thing. There's two year contract and a four year, uh, three year contract and a four year contract, right? If one of these guys take a step forward, and like the young, yeah, the young guys, right? In two years, like how the, these Thunder players are taking a step forward, and they're like, okay, they could easily package something, and uh, get a like a big name guy, right? 
they can't do that in the next two years now. Well, here's the thing. It's the NBA. Contracts could easily get moved. That's not the NHL. Number two, I understand the Dylan Brooks antics, but you cannot deny his defense. And I'm not saying the antics. I'm just saying the. I'm just saying they can't add anyone in those two years if they, well, they really the want thing, to. Fred, because like sooner or later, Jalen Green's gonna get a max extension if he's you know pans out. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, obviously, Eamon Thompson's gonna have some time. I still see your point, but the, here's the thing. The reason why I'm disagreeing with you is because they chose their direction. They're going to get slightly better with these guys because they need to show them some winning culture. Say what you want about Dylan Brooks. He's been second place in his um, uh, team for the last two years. Plus, he was an all-defensive player, I believe he was. Right? Fred, same, provides that defense. There's a reason why Imi Udoka went after these guys. Brook Lopez is supposedly supposed to sign there, except he snaked them and said he used them for more money, essentially. That's why they had to go after like a Dylan Brooks. Um, and I, I personally don't mind it because they're not going to be great. They're not going to be a play-in team. This helps the young core in that sense. The only thing I agree with you is I don't agree with a four-year term. And you, on top of that, you brought in Jeff Green for a year. Um, you brought in Jock Landale for four years uh, as their center. So I, I just don't see them as a loser for that reason. Simple. Yeah, if, no, if there were a team like, that was really heavily like, I'm going to get... Um, heavily get James Harden, which was never the case. Those were blown out of proportion rumors. Jalen Brown was blown out of proportion rumors because the Celtics are willing to well, offer them. My thing is, like, like how you said, there's people ca- People can be available, like like you said. Um, uh, yeah, but that... Uh, like Donovan Mitchell, maybe. Or but does Donovan on, Mitchell... Uh, no, no, but I'm saying, like, it doesn't... There. Who knows? We don't know that. Like, I, this could be a team... I literally said he wants New York. Yeah, no, but they could have been a team that, like, could make that but move, but they handcuffed themselves... Because of these contracts, because now they don't have that much money that they used to have. Hypothetical situation. Let's say they take the thunder jump. Let's just say one of those young guys. I mean, these guys could take wait, that wait, jump. Wait, wait, let me finish. Let's say Alperen Sengun takes the um, Shea jump. You add in Donovan Mitchell somehow, somehow. Is that team a championship contender? I mean, you. I would expect Jalen Green to be better than I would expect a. You would expect guys. so it's big hypotheticals. The reason why they brought Fred in for that much money, they were there's a reason why they paid him the extra ten million that Toronto wasn't gonna give him because they wanted a winner in there for three yeah. Years so then my show. okay, so you paid Fred right? Then why would you give that to Dylan Brooks? Defense, add more defense. They have zero guys. There. Yeah, no, but like you couldn't, you didn't have to give that much. I didn't have, that, you didn't have to give no. I just, I don't much. care about the twenty million because they weren't gonna do shit anyways. I disagree with the four mil. Yeah, exactly, four years. that's a law. That's, that's the that only co- thing. That, that's part of the contract. I, I, I just, That's why I didn't care for it. That's why I, I disagree I know, with you. For with me, it. because the fact that you got both of them now, my point is that like you kind of handcuff yourself to get that star that you could have. But gotten. they're not. I, I'm gonna be real with you. They're not getting a star, whether they're available well, or not. I know, but like there, there's a chance that Houston, Houston could be a destination in two years. Could it not be? Are so? Are you realistic? How much Houston did you watch realistically? I didn't watch Houston, but I know that they have some young guys. Yeah, when they play the Raptors, they, sh- they were they showed willing a game to trade away Jalen Green because they were like, we, we don't know if he's going to be star. Stop playing with your mic, man. <laughs> Bro, man, I'm getting mad because right, that's why. <laughs> you're playing with your mic. I'm, like, Bro, I'm trying to talk, then you start talking, then I'm like, what no, am I but supposed I'm to do? Just, I'm just saying to you that that's the case. They're not going to The reason they went this young route and they wanted three vets that were in the winning experience to come in and they paid them. So be it. They project that they're not going to be good in a couple of years, anyways. By the time by the time that comes up, sure, 
two, three years for Dylan Brooks was fine for me. I don't care about the 20 million because they were not going to go anywhere is my point to you. No, whatever, man. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the move because I felt like they could have made a big jump potentially in these next two years. And I feel like now they handcuff themselves. I've, That's why. Yeah. All I right, feel go like to the next one. What's your loser? I feel like they don't want that. They anticipate that they're not going to have the next jump. That's why they give these guys the money. But with the squad they have, I think they can. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I can't wait for the preseason predictions, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm not saying year one. I'm not saying like in two, three. two years. Fred's yeah. gonna be off the books, and that last year, Dylan Brooks could get moved. Especially if Dylan Brooks could re- revive himself. Dylan Brooks year. could get moved for twenty mil a year. For he like could revive least, himself. The cap could go up. At least two year contract. I don't. I'm not doing that trade at all for a man that's supposed to be. Um, uh, the cap could go for up for a man where Memphis is like, oh, go get out of here because we ain't bringing you back. Okay, but if he rebuilds himself back up, a team will pay for him. Who knows? <laughs> that's know. my point. You can't just say that's, that's, that's also F2 then. You're putting... Uh, oh, so that's my, that? exactly my point. That's what they bet on. Dylan Brooks is betting on himself. He got a bag and he's trying to bet. So you want a guy who does, does this, all these locker room antics as a guy yeah, So what, You have Ime Yodoka there and you have Jeff Green there. Okay, I'm yeah, sure guess he'll what, be yeah. better in that. And I'm sure... I'm hoping he learns. Are you hoping? There's if. You're hoping. Listen, everything's going to get judged in hindsight. We all know this, Right. I respect your decision opinion there because I've heard some people say you, you for you I just disagree with it because they're the Houston Rockets and I don't think they're gonna take that massive of a jump. Anyways. Oh yeah, who's your loser? I'm, I'm gonna package the these two together: the Raptors and the Bulls. And the reason is, what the hell is your direction? Well, because I don't know. I'm not, obviously you're tired of speaking the Raptors, so I'll say my piece. If you're trading Pascal Siakam, like your argument for Dylan Brooks is my argument for Jakob Pertl. Yeah, I, already, I, I said understand that he's a great. Part. I'm just saying for me, like I'm saying yeah. your argument for Dylan Brooks is my argument for. Jakob Perlo, especially if you trade Siakam away. That should have been a two-year plus an option on top of that, maybe, for the third year. Uh, but same thing, if Perlo balls out, does his role perfectly, like kind of like Zubac is, he could easily be moved, in my opinion, as well. If he doesn't, then you have a 20 million cap there. The only um, thing I could argue with that, just like I agree with you, but Perlo is better than Dylan Brooks. Okay. Um, from the Bulls side of things, there were rumors that Levine might get moved, might not get moved. You brought back Vucevic. You have Demar left on, I think, one more year left on this contract. Um, there might like Ayodusumo go, who's linked to the Raptors. So I don't. I, again, they're nowhere near. Uh, they might. Lonzo's out for the year again. That was your big key defensive guy, along with Alex Caruso. So I don't know. I, I just think they're both. Both the teams are right now directionless, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um, winner. Winner. I'm, you know, go, I'm not. I'm not going with team. I'm gonna go with player. We're gonna go Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously Fred Van Vliet and Dale Brooks are def- definitely winners. But yeah. another person, Damian Lillard, finally got the balls to ask for a trade. <laughs> so I'm proud of you <laughs> and getting out of it. Uh, what like for a franchise that then never really gave you anything and helped you. So yeah. the fact that you're out, that you could go to Miami Heat supposedly could be a huge thing. Um. Okay, so my winner, I'm going to go to Suns. Oh, yeah, Suns are definitely so a winner. So, obviously, yeah. big move with Beal. Puts them in a three status. Um, but the the moves they made after were the part that were going to make them be a contender. Adding Eric Gordon for two years, six and a half million is big for me, right? You still retain DeAndre Aiden. You could still package him if you want. Like, you could ship him out if you want. Right now, it looks like they're not. You know, Drew Eubanks had a decent year with the Bla- uh, Blazers. Uh, Damian Lee stole their shooting the ball. 
right? Uh, I don't think Keira Beach played much. Utah Watanabe, huge addition. Yeah, right? that's a big addition. Um, you saw Nolan from the Raptors, defense three point improved massively last year with the Nets. Josh Okoji played really well with them, fit well with that KD starting lineup. And obviously, Shemezi Metu, I think it was a rotational piece somewhere else before. So I think they're a winner. I feel like this team is like the Lakers. They have their two, three studs. They put the team around them. Now the question is, are you going to fit rank vocal system defensively, right? And they added some defensive pieces, like I said, in Eric Gordon, um, Utah Watanabe, Josh Okoji. Um, is Booker going to take that next level defensively a little bit? I'm not saying he's going to be some all NBA He doesn't have to be guys, next level. Like, but he, he do what got, he did in the playoffs, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, right? Do what he did in the playoffs. I think he's an underrated play, uh, ball handler, right? So I know they don't have a traditional point guard. Maybe they target one, but I still believe he's an underrated play, uh, uh, ball in his hand type of guy. So that's my winner. Uh, loser, I'll go with the Blazers because you mentioned Damian Lillard. Now that he requested a trade, you should have traded him two years ago. In my opinion, I understand I mean, he's a running maker. Va- I don't. I don't. But like the Jeremy see. Grant contract now doesn't make sense to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, That's my that. reason. That's reason. my big reason. You gave him five years and max, essentially one night. Yeah, it's, it's the same, third highest. 32. It's the same reason for like the Pirtle and Siakam. If you trade with Siakam, what the hell is the point of signing Pirtle to that, right? Yeah. So and then Jeremy Grant was like Damian Lillard's. Best player. Yeah, now Jeremy Grant's your best player unless, like, Scoot Henderson goes off as a rookie, right? But then you could also argue the fact that, like, now Damian Lillard is traded. It's not really going to affect you too much either. But I don't... I think Jeremy... Uh, did they the really... Did the, they want to... Is it Jeremy Grant the same role as Dylan Brooks? Then I agree with you that sense. Yeah, it's probably going to be like but that. But I just think that because Damian Lillard wasn't a requested trade, there was no point bringing back um, Jeremy Grant. Whereas Dylan Brooks was, they brought him in for a reason. That's the difference, in my opinion. But uh, you could argue the same. I know you can, but we'll just leave it at that. By the way, if you guys, for the Rockets take, comment down below. What do you guys think? Are, do you think that it was a stupid decision paying these guys? Do you agree that they had to spend the money anyways? Yeah, my point is like, as well. you spent the money on one. I just didn't feel like you, I feel like you gone, you, you could have been fine with one. You didn't need to get both. That's, that's where I'm like. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's why I, I still didn't put him a loser because I'm like, they're the Rockets. That's the only reason. But I'm going to go, you have a loser? Another one? Not I have really, one more loser, right? which is a surprise loser, but I'll explain why. Honestly, I can't even think of any. I have one more winner. On top of that, how many do you have? I don't even have I have four many. each. All right, yeah, go say yours. I don't, I don't have All right, I'm going to go winner, Indiana Pacers. Okay, yeah, they locked up Halliburton. They got Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown on a good deal because, yes, it's $20 million a year, but it's a team option on the second year. Yeah. So if he doesn't perform, you could just let him go. If you um, then on top of that, you made that Obi Toppin trade. I love it, right? You have you have depth, young depth there. Miles Turner is still there, and he was killing it for them last year. You have him locked up for another couple of years. You could even move him, but I I wouldn't like. I would rather keep Miles Turner than DeAndre Aiden at this point because you still have that presence. Market here, they'll be a top eight seed in the East, so they'll be. I think they'll finish seventh or eighth, and hopefully make the playoffs. But I don't think they'll be like 9-10 looking in. Like I'm, I'm going to say this much. Tyrese Halliburton is going to be the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. Who the hell? Who was else in the East? No one. That's why. <laughs> really, there's not. Like Milwaukee, Drew Holiday. I would yeah. still put up with Drew Holiday. I'm saying perform. Like, I'm not saying he's the best right now, but I'm saying he'll have Oh, the, like by the end of this year, you'll say? By the end of the year. Oh, like so he's you're projecting him to be like an all-NBA type player next year. Like he's going to put together a year where he's going to be the best point guard in the East. And... The, in the East, Indiana has Harry Halliburton, Drew Holiday, no one in Boston. Philly has James Harden, Darius Garland. 
No, I think he could put together a better year than Jalen Brunson. Brunson. Yeah, I'm just saying Trae everyone. Young. Trae everyone. Young. How much do you believe? Everyone. I legit think he you, could put I'm together. just naming you players that went to yeah, the no, I know. I remember all of them. I, I thought about this before. Like, well, before recording. Not hot take there, though. I think he could put That's together like, a year. Trey Young is on a, on a revenge tour himself, right? In my yeah. opinion. But, hey, no, I that helps my take because I'm saying that they might, they might project their way to a six seed at the minimum, at the max. I, if he, if he plays, I think six seed could be their ceiling if, if he, they don't make any more Yeah, moves. if he plays like how Dickey will play, he, he could... On top could, of that, I don't, like, think, I don't think six seed, but seven, eight you, for you sure. You know they have the three best players in transition? Tyrese Halliburton, Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin. Yeah, that's insane. The most efficient uh, uh, on the fast break. So yeah. Um, All right. So who's your last team? But yeah, like my, that's my Pacers take. Book it here. Clip it. Come back. You could laugh in my face, or you could be like, "Oh my God, he was on to something." All right. Here's my loser, and I, you might, you know what? This is a little hot take. So the hot take only because of what the teams outside of this team have done. Denver Nuggets. The Why? You lose Bruce Brown, you lose Jeff Green. Those are literally two of your three guys off the bench that played. Okay? They do well with like Christian Brown. They Obviously, if, with whoever they picked this year, um, they, could, they could obviously emerge. So I'm putting this in a loose, loosely they're a loser because they didn't replace anyone. Right? Let me just double check in case because I have... Thanks, shout out Legion Hoops because you guys put a list together on like the NHL. Um... Like, they brought back Reggie Jackson. How much? Like, okay. DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Yeah, that's just a fill the roster. And then Justin Holliday. Is he really going to be Bruce Brown? So, those are just roster fillers. Can they step up? Sure. Like, they have a system. They have it going. And then on the team, like, the Suns got way better. The Lakers got way better. Right? The Thunder might emerge. You got, you know, Dallas, who missed the playoffs completely. I'm not saying Denver's missing the playoffs or anything like that. I'm just saying they're a loser because other teams around them just got better. Way better than they did. And they lost some pieces yeah a, i mean it's it just for me it's just a bruce brown piece um it's a it was a big it's obviously a big piece because i was the bruce brown fan and during their playoff run uh yeah it's, it's very loose they can't really say too much that just they're just a team in the mid like you they were expected to lose it's not like yeah. it's a different story if they were expected to resign and then you lost them yeah then i could i could see it more but then they were expected to lose them so i didn't that's why i didn't really um bash him too much about it i'm not gonna like talk about too much because like uh, they they were never really they never really had a chance um okay unless he bruce brown himself wanted a pay cut which was i'm pretty sure he wasn't he wasn't he goes yeah he was gonna get the mid-level but he ended up getting the bag yeah he wanted to get the bag yeah, for sure so, um okay a couple things before we go into the nhl so there's a report that came out i'm not gonna make this a raptors thing i'm gonna ask it generically but it's based on the raptors reporting that the young guys and the um veterans like especially with pascal and um Fred were not they were clashing heads so generically I'm not asking specifically for the Raptors um this you need vets on your team do you agree with that yeah how much of it, these kids have their ego built up like oh my god I'm like this young guy I'm this superstar you're just this old guy and how stupid does that sound to you that sounds Be- stupid because I don't know what the hell yeah because they had that viral clip of Thaddeus Young and Scotty you probably remember from last year um yeah there's that you had, you know, people clashing. Bones Highland was a like clashing catch with Jamal Murray, and which led him to get traded, right? Which is not a good look on Bones Highland now because the Nuggets won the championship. So, like, for me, it's... You need vets, right? There's a reason why Udonis... Like, like the perfect example is the Heat. Look at Udonis Haslam. His role is literally that. Look at Jeff Green. His role is literally that with the Nuggets last year. This is just, like, kids being kids, and it's just, yeah, just it's simple. stupid. You're a young player. 
you don't know anything. Yeah. And don't act like you know anything. Right? Especially when you go it's like going to the gym. You're a beginner, right? Yeah. You ain't gonna go to the biggest guy in the gym telling him what to do. Yeah. You're gonna go ask for help. Yeah. Right? That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to go out like be a sponge and criticize. soak everything. Yeah, out. soak yeah. what it is, right? You're not gonna go up to a guy saying, Oh, you don't know how to bench press or go up to the guy saying that like, Oh, you shouldn't be squatting this, this when this guy's like a completely jacked and yeah. been at it for like three years. Right? It's the same situation. For me it's just stupid, like you need vets. That's why I hate, like, look at the Rockets. They're all young guys last year, essentially. Like, not solidified vets. There's a reason why they gave Fred Van Vliet $43 million a year. Yeah, they got so vets they could, in, yeah. And let's see how that works. If it doesn't work, then something might be up with Fred, not the young guys. But, you know, so, that, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because it's, for me, it just kind of sounds stupid because, like, Isaiah Thomas was on Through the Wire podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned, he's like, well, these how are these young guys going to learn, realistically? And you saw the dysfunction with the Rockets was last year. There's yeah, only so much a coach could do. Yeah, coach can't do everything, right? Like, that's why these players coming in, they they have teachable moments. Like, all right, no one on the Lakers can go up to LeBron t- and freaking start clashing head when LeBron yeah. tells you to, all right, you got to work on this, do this, yeah. right? I don't think anyone did it with Jordan. I don't think anyone did it with Kobe. Right, it's the same thing. These, yeah. these vets may not be that level. Not even okay. You you mentioned but like they, superstars. They, yeah, I'm, no, but I'm saying these vets that may not be that level. Yeah, but they know shit. Right? Yeah, no, the reason why Jeff I'm saying Green it, knows his shit. Daddy Adonis Young knows, knows his shit. shit. Yeah, there's a reason why you bring those guys in. They're respected vets. Dad Young yeah. was a is a respected vet. Yeah. in the league. So yeah, no, that, that, I just wanted to bring that up because you know it's not just in the NBA. This is like all sports, right? NHL, soccer, um, MLB, everything like that. And just in general, like. And everything in life, like basically. You, you heard Wembenyama say, like, I, like he he had dinner with Duncan and Ginobili and Parker and all these guys, David Robinson. I'm pretty sure he didn't go up to those guys like, yeah, nah, screw you, I'm the new guy in town. Like, he's probably learning because a Spurs culture, and b he's the next great projected next great pick. But yeah, this is this is not just for sports. This is just everything in yeah, any industry, right? Exactly. Like, but as I mentioned, Wembenyama is your favorite for rookie of the year. One hundred percent. Why? There's a certain name that I know we, I'm off pod. We uh, talked about Chet Holmgren's back and he's killing it in summer league. Yeah, okay, but... How much of... He, I know you're better. not going to give it to him because of Shea is there and Lou Dort and all those guys are there. Yeah, he has Josh a little Giddy. bit of a squad around But him. I'm just saying in general, he could still put up a fight, right? Like top three. Yeah, because Chet's like a... Chet was the second Chet's version. Like a, Chet's kind of like a worse Wemon Yama. Yeah. Right? Like talent-wise. But... No, there's not no one seen Wambinyama like Wambinyama is a two K player that people create like those two K builds. So then uh, we haven't really seen that in real life. So I don't. There's no way for me. It's like Wambinyama, and the only way he does lose it, hopefully it doesn't happen, is like if he's injured. But okay, so let's just say that that happens or he struggles. You would you be surprised if I'm not saying like surprised if Wambinyama doesn't win? Like you will be surprised. I'm saying outside of that factor. If Chet somehow wins it, let's just say Chet's one of the big reasons why the Thunder take a massive jump, right? If Wembenyama performs, still no, no, no. Like if Wembenyama doesn't perform, let's just say that. Yeah, then Who obviously, would, like, is it gonna be for you? Is Chet. it Chet or is it gonna be Scoot? It's probably Chet. Okay, that's that's. I just wanted to get that. Yeah, I just wanted to just wondering about that. Um, okay. I agree with you. It is Wemby, but yeah. Moving on, some big news happened in the NBA. More news will come out on Saturday. The in-season tournament is happening. Um. So the breaking news that came out earlier today was the final four will be played in Vegas in December. The championship game stats will not count towards the regular season. So I think those like points per game and all that won't count. Um, but more news will come out Saturday. But this is the first news that came out today. 
Um, so we'll talk about that next pod. Yeah, we'll slightly. talk about it later. Um, are you a fan of the NCAA tournament quickly? The Champions League? Uh, I just, I don't know. You're just putting too much on the players now, right? I don't know if it's still 82 games or not, but plus you have the play-in game potential for some teams, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand how it's going to work. Obviously, we're going to have more detail Saturday, so I'm not going to say too much, but uh, like right now, I'm just saying, like, obviously, as a fan, more basketball, why not? But, like, if you're just looking at players health-wise, this, this might lead to more players being uh, load-managed. Yeah, for sure. But let's move on to the NHL. We're going to do the same thing. Any new signings that happen right when we stopped recording that day because uh, we had an early recording on Sunday. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi both signed with the Leafs uh, for one-year deals. Ty Domi, um, father of Max Domi, so they yeah. have connections there. So they added more grit. Tyler Bertuzzi struggled a little bit with the Bruins, but he could still score. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi had a decent first round, too. Like He had a good like first four games, I think. Yeah. Um, both are on one-year deals, so, you know, you could trade them if they're really struggling for you, but, um, other than that, nothing big, really. Flyers signed Mark Stahl, uh, Travis Hamlin goes back to the Senators, uh, yeah, so we're not gonna go too much the other names. Now just, like, roster builders, not, nothing. No one's really available, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, this player, these, some of these players are, like, lost a little bit, like, Matt Dumba, who's available. One, you brought up Matt Dumba. The rumor I heard today when I was listening to Halford and Bruff is yeah. Arizona. Yeah, I saw that. I heard that too, like Arizona. And then another one maybe that I thought would be decent was probably Thomas Tatar. Yeah. Like he'll be maybe a good add. And then not really anyone else. Not I don't really see anyone. Well, Tarasenko. Of course, of course. Tarasenko and then Tarasenko's one more. is rumored for, um, I think, Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the one rumor I heard. That was the one rumor I heard. Yeah, and then obviously Tyler Mott. Just cause <laughs> <laughs> I still need to clip that. <laughs> so As if Ty- you guys Tyler missed it, Mott. just check out the last episode where Joven and his love affair for Tyler Mott. <laughs> Tyler Mott's absolutely goaded. Right. Okay, so on the trade request today was or it's a hilarious trade request. I don't know if you heard it. John Gibson requesting a trade, right? Frank Cervelli uh, yeah, said that. That's not surprising. But the way Frank Cervelli worded it, John Gibson's agent got involved. Yeah. He essentially just said he was on Satin Dan, Sports Nine Six Fifty. Uh, he was just like, John Gibson said, I'm no longer playing for the Anaheim Ducks, essentially. I'm not going to be wearing this jersey again or something something along those lines, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm paraphrasing it. And then the agent comes out and says, false. We, not false to the claim of requesting a trade, but false that he never said it like that. So yeah, yeah. it caused a little confusion. And then Frank Saravelli responded by saying, last time you questioned my thing, which was like a thing that happened three years ago, his um, sourcing. Yeah. Um, you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> so it's hilarious. <laughs> but um, if it's a trade request, not surprised. He's actually um, young. You're younger than I thought. How old? Take a guess on how old he is. 28. Okay, I'll give you a hint, but I think he's like 29. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he was I thought 30. he was 32, 33. No. I genuinely thought he was That was like Frederick Anderson. He's been around for so long that I, I thought he it's was It's because, like, you know, when Ducks were good, it was like Freddie Anderson and then John Gibson wasn't a come up. So that's why Freddie... Like, as the backup. Okay. So, like, he wasn't... That's why I think, think maybe he's, like, maybe 30 max. Yeah. But, no, so I'm going to quickly ask you this. How boring was this NHL side of things compared to the NBA? Yeah, I mean... Nothing... Th- like, when, we're going to do our winners and losers for this in a second here. But it was so hard to pick because everybody just did what they were supposed to do. There was no clear winner. There yeah. was no clear loser. 
Yeah, of of course NHL is a little bit because NHL had a weaker class. Plus the cap. And Plus, all that. T, t, people don't they don't move people right like mainly because of the cap. The cap is so tight because like realistically, dude, if this was the NBA, McDavid would make like fifty five million a year. Probably. Yeah. Right. Those of you who don't know, McDavid's only making twelve and a half million. That's less than a lot of the mid level exception players in the NBA. Yeah. Right so now. like, just it's just so tight. Put it this way, Marky for, Williams is making more than him, I think. Yeah. So then for an NBA, like. You fill out the team thirteen man roster, right? Yeah, NHL, it's also a hard cap. Whereas the NBA could go. And until you have twelve forwards that start for you. Yeah, and for NBA roster, it's a total of like what? Twelve on the roster. Just say fifteen active max. Ro- right? Yeah, fifteen up to fifteen. Yeah, up 12, to fifteen usually on the active roster. Just just twelve forwards you gotta pay to start it for you. On top of that, six defenders, six defensemen, two goalies, two goalies right? Probably three. <laughs> so. Yeah, so then for like. Cap being way And it's less. not even just six. Yeah. Sorry, it's not even just six and 12. Someone gets hurt. You got to get depth pieces. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And you want to get quality depth. You know, that, we're just saying the bare minimum, but yeah. I'm just saying like the starting lineup is already that much more than an NBA roster. Yeah. And then they obviously have a lesser cap. So, so that's why there's so many like 1 million players, 2 million players, right? Whereas like those 1 million, 2, player, 2 million players in the NBA would be like 10 to 11 million. Yeah. Um, another move that happened related to that, Philip Zadina. And I'm going to have a question for you in a second. Philip Zadina, famously known in Vancouver as the guy that went before Quinn Hughes. Yeah. So thank you, Detroit. But not, I'll get into it in a second. They're waiving him for a reason to terminate his contract. Now, here's a funny thing, right? That 2018 draft class, We're gonna. I'm going to ask a question about it in a second. Usually Canucks fans are never lucky, right? You agree with that in terms of the draft. Zadina was falling, no, 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 right? No, 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 no. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but was- I'm going to get to that in a second. But what I'm saying is, usually Canucks fans are not lucky with the draft. They usually fall, right? At the most, they'll stay, but fall. Like right? lottery guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They never... And they usually reach for guys. Some of them pan out. Some of them didn't. Especially in the betting area, not many of them did. Except for Elise Patterson, who we reached. Quinn uses the one guy that we go, We have to thank the hockey gods. They're like, you know what? You guys didn't get the first overall pick. We might as well gift you one that fell to you. So, only Benning could have screwed it up. And thankfully, he did it. But... So you're right. Zadina was supposed to be like the third or fourth guy in this draft. Yeah. The reason where this draft went wrong, and I'm going to pull up the draft class, Kock and Niemi went. Yeah, Kock and Niemi uh, went They high. reached for him. Montreal reached for him at three, right? Yeah. And then they kind of started going in place. Darlene was one. Svechnikov was two. Those are fair. Three, game changer. Brady Kachuk then to four made sense. Barrett Hayden at five screwed everything over. And then yeah. here, Detroit... Was like I think they were gonna pick Hughes, but then Zadina. because Michigan yeah. as well, Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan, sorry, the state of Michigan, and then he went to Michigan Wolverines, um, and then on top of that, uh, I think he was from Michigan as well, but f- reportedly it was said that no matter what happens, if Zadino's on the board or we're never we're not gonna take you. That's what it was said. Apparently, he told they told them on the phone. Yeah. So I don't know if they changed their draft plans or what the case was because, well, Zadina was on the board. Yeah, but Zadina was supposed to be like fourth. Like, yeah. Himself. Was like, to be I think high. Kachuk was supposed to be three, and then Zadina was supposed to be fourth. Problem was there were wingers, and the other two that I that went high were the centers. So it's kind of like they drafted for fit. Yeah. Instead of sorry, drafted for need slash fit. Yeah. Like kind of like Canucks Levy situation, yeah, right? Yeah. And. That's where the, that happened, and then the Canucks obviously famously got Quinn Hughes. I hope Philip Zadina finds a home. Um, obviously not the Canucks, but just because we don't need any more wingers unless we move someone out for him. I mean, we could low-key take him. 
<laughs> depends on what the contract is looking like. There's like a weird situation with it, but and you need to pay more than a minimum. E- no, not more than a minimum. Mm-hmm. I think just the aftermath effects. Uh-huh. We're not a cap experts, so I'm not gonna say too much. But I'm gonna do a quick exercise with you. Let's just do our first mock uh, redraft. Sorry, not mock draft. Redraft. Yeah. So the um, first overall is a Quinn Hughes. You have Rasmus Dahlin, Svechnikov, Kokin, Yemi, Brady, Kachuk, Quinn Hughes, Vita- uh, not Vitaly Krasso, um Evan Bouchard, Noah Dobson. I mean, those I was, are like probably the only guy. I'm just trying to squ- uh, skim through to see if there's anyone. I mean, Rasmus Dahlin did have a good year last year. Last year, though. Uh, he came out and he struggled a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, at this rate, the way that Hughes upped his game these last couple of years. Yeah, okay. I so would say Hughes is the best player. Like, I don't see anyone else after yeah, yeah. the first, second round. So I'm not going to go further down. Let's just go based off the first round, people. I, I would, would say Quinn Hughes is a lock at number one. I'll say Quinn Hughes is a lock I don't think yeah. Darlene... Obviously, he, he's performing he's now. He's performing but, now, but not like Hughes overall. has been performed a lot. Like, Hughes, Hughes been performing. Okay. Like, is that... Like, for me, how I do I like to do a redraft is how much has that guy is better than Darlene, I feel like Hughes is. Yeah, um, right now, like, Hughes had the better career so far Second, as well. would you put Darlene second, or would you keep it as Svechnikov, or bump up Brady Kachuk? Yeah, well, also, like, I wouldn't have known, like, the needs. Oh, yeah, no, no, we're just basing it on what we know now in hindsight. Yeah, like so. I said, everything gets ranked in hindsight in the future. Yeah, That's so. how we would criticize these teams, what they've done in the past. I mean, right? knowing Carolina, they love their defensemen, so maybe they, they would have went Rosmus Darlene no, here. No, this is, don't even look at the teams. This is just best players. Uh... Then I'll go with... I think I'll go with Brady Kachuk. You're going to go Brady Kachuk? Yeah, I yeah. think I was linking the same. Then I would go Darlene and then Svechnikov. Yeah, I'll go Darlene Svechnikov. And then still. I would have went um, Evan Bouchard probably. Then Kalkin, yeah, me. Yeah, I would say that too, yeah, Bouchard. Or, or Noah Dobson as well. But yeah, so it's like... Nah, I'll, I'll put Dobson out of Kalkin, yeah, me then. Okay, yeah, because Kalkin, yeah, me also didn't fully pan out. But he's still a like, decent NHLer. Like... Philip Zadina was supposed to be what Kakanyami at least at the minimum was supposed to be. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's kind of, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm like, hey, might as well do a redraft. And yeah. it involves the Canucks guy who's arguably the best player in that draft. All the three yeah, Hughes yeah. brothers are something special. That's they are for special sure. for sure. Um, let's move on then quickly. Last thing on the NHL side of things Patrick Hornquist retired officially today. Yeah. Um, obviously, not a superstar or a star or anything like that, but like a solid role player. Two cups, solid two cups with the the Pittsburgh. Middle six yeah. of your lineup. Two cups with Pittsburgh, obviously, definitely played a big part as well with both of them. All right. Let's move on to some quick fire. Sticking with hockey. winners and losers, fam. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Disrespect the NHL. Yeah. I mean, we already disrespect the NHL for how much we know compared (laughs) to other sports. Okay. You want to go? Winner? uh, Winner. Honestly, I'm going to go with Carolina. Right, reason oh, being, I should have added them. I added them. Uh, I'm going with Hurricanes. I they got they got the best player available, Dmitry Olov. He was like number one ranked. Three point drag two. Yeah, it's only well, two years. Um, people are surprised that it wasn't like more term, but the fact like Orlov, good defenseman. Yeah. Right. That's why Bruins traded for him. Uh, seven, seven million, but it's only for two years. So if he does struggle, easily offload it as well. Yeah. And then you add in Michael Bunting. He's a good player, obviously. Uh, and then if you could add in uh, some scoring, I don't know who else. But those are two big signings that I really liked. Obviously, Carolina, you know, obviously love to be beef up the back end. So they did have Dougie they're Hamilton. Linked to, they're linked to Eric Carlson, by the way. Yeah, so um, well, why Eric Carlson didn't get Brent Burns reunited. 
They're linked just because, like, yeah. offensively. No, but, like, they... It, Carolina's just constantly trying to get better, right? And they brought back their goalies as well. Yeah, yeah they're, they're constantly trying to get better. And they, they've been doing that, these, like, you know, free agencies. Like, that yeah. last year where they added Pacioretty, Burns. Obviously, Pacioretty got injured. Burns had a great year for them. And now they added Orlov and Bunting. Bunting, Bunting could give you 20 goals. Yeah. Right? You agree with that? Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, so then you added yeah, I, I put him on my list. Scoring. Yeah, I didn't put him on my list. I completely forgot about that team. But uh, I, I, I'm going to go with the easy one I said in the last pod. Uh, Devils. Oh, yeah, Devils. You bring back Timo Meyer. All your best players are locked up under nine year or nine mil. Right? Dougie Hamilton being the highest. You still, you're still you going to bring in now Simon Nemich. Right? Luke Hughes. Yeah. The only question mark is goalie. And on top of that, you traded Tyler Toffoli, who's like the perfect guy. Yeah, you got Tyler Toffoli. Goalies like... like they're my, I'll be, I'm saying it right now. They're my early favorite for the Cup. At least coming out of the East. They're my early favorite right now. Based I think, on what we've seen I think, so they, I think it'll take them a little one more year. I think uh, they have that experience. And they add, you add Tyler Toffoli. You still have Andre Palat. Timo Meyer obviously got his bag, so he doesn't have to worry about playing on pressure needs. So... I think just adding Tyler Foley in that environment, you still have Lindy Ruff. Travis Green is running their power play now. He just got yeah. assigned as an associate coach there. And we uh, people Canucks fans can say whatever they want about Travis Green. He ran a heck of a power play, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh I think that Devils will take I think it'll still take one more year because this isn't like you're gonna have a full year of team of Meyer. I think they should be better. Yeah. Like they could probably pose a better result, maybe conference finals. But I still think that they're a little bit young enough. That they're uh, they will take them on the year. Goalies, reason why I'm too not too much worried because this was their first run at it, both of them. Yeah. So we'll see how they perform next year, and then depending on that, let's see what they do. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I love this Devils team. I re- I really do. So yeah, they're I'm really high good. on them now. Um. Like this was my version of the Rangers last year coming into this year. So I'm switching it over to the Devils now because they've just shown more. But I have one more winner before I get to losers. I know you might have one more winner that you mentioned last time, but. Um, Who did I mention? I forgot. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you in a second. But mine is the Avalanche. Um, the fact that you lost Gabriel Landeskog for the year and you replaced him cheaply with Ross Colton and um, uh, Ryan Johansson as your second line setter at the moment, I'm sure they could make Ross more Colton, room. I think, will be center. Yeah, either way, like they have like center depth now. Yeah, they got some um, center depth. Yeah. Yeah, are they Gabriel Landeskog? Hell no. I'm not saying that either. But Ryan Johansson being like a second option now instead of a first option, which he was in. And I loved Ryan Johansson with Columbus and early Nashville before he got injured. Um, you're playing behind Nathan McKinnon. So you're going to have less, more favorable matchups as well. Now, is he going to be the same Ryan Johansson from a couple of years ago? Probably not. But you're in a winning situation and people excel in a winning situation usually. Yeah, um... Uh... Goalie-wise, they're still decent. They're still Gorg- Gorgiev, yeah. Gorgiev. Defensively, I think they're, they're still, still solid, right? Fine. Offensively, yes, you might have lost a little bit of scoring. Now, if he lost it with Kadri with that great year we put yeah. up and Landeskog. But as long as Ratnan and McKinnon can stay healthy, which is a little bit questionable because both did have experience yeah. with injuries. But if Ryan Joe Hansen could, like, refine or, like, uh, just have a little bounce-back year, like, yeah. even even to like half of what he used to be, yeah, that'll be such a big exactly. addition. I think they did a, just did a good job replacing, filling the t- uh, temporary holes at the time. Being. Yeah, they did, they did a decent right. job for sure. And uh, these guys should be like, we don't know if Landis Cog could be healthy for playoff. I'm not sure about that. How serious? Like I know it's probably like might be the whole year. Yeah. But 
if he could come back healthy for the playoffs, these guys could hold it down enough for him to have a decent seed in yeah. the playoffs as well. Okay, your winner, think about it. There was a certain positional need in the East. Canadian team. Oh, Ottawa, yeah. Yeah. Ali, you, yeah. Talk about it a little bit. I know you mentioned it last time. Yeah, I mentioned it last time. Uh, Ottawa needed... Ottawa, just looking at the season that they had, they added in Dubrinka and they added in Collard Giroux at the beginning. In the trade deadline, they added in uh, Chicharin, right? They needed... Like, the need for Ottawa was, like, they were they built out two lines, yeah. right? That will... That's what you need for a cup-contending team, right? And they have four legit top... top and now you got, now. like... Four top D men like you got Shabbat and Chicharin, Jake Sanderson, and Jake Sanderson, uh, and I forgot his name. I'll look for it up, but but whoever it is, like you have three insane guys. Whoever is the fourth guy should be able to plug in that hole. Yeah, it, no, right? this guy's actually good, so that's why I don't want to disrespect him. But. Yeah, no, I forgot who it was too. I know there's one more, and then now the question mark was goalie. You went through seven goalies last year. Corpus Hollow will give you. Was that great. exaggerated or is it actually? No, I think it's something around that. Like okay. it's around that number, and then um. Corpus Allo held it down for the Kings. Oilers had a tough time beating Corpus Allo, right? Corpus Allo with Columbus was had a great career. Um, in the bubble playoffs when Corpus Allo broke the saves record, when it went like five overtimes with 80-plus saves. Got you off Artem Zub. Yeah, Artem Zub. Okay, so you have like now four, like two solid deep pairings as well. Yeah. Right. So if everyone plays up to expectation with Corpus Allo, which yes, you might have probably had a little bit term, a little bit longer than he wanted, but he was the best goalie available. Yeah. He was a, he was he was the only person that could have gave you the biggest improvement that you needed, which was goaltending. Yeah. After the Chitrin trade, so, uh, maybe if you like waited for Hellebuck or John Gibson, but that was like too risky. You wanted to get your guy, you got your guy, and this guy will make you better. Okay, so I'm I'm not disagreeing with you like how I did with the Rockets one. You're you're slightly the minority from what I hear around the radio, but I disagree with them. I agree. I agree with you more in this case. Yeah. The Rockets one, obviously, I disagreed with you a little bit more. Only reason why I disagree is the whole Dub Brinkett situation. He's supposed to get traded. Hasn't been traded yet. It's like a Kachak situation. I'm not saying he's Matthew Kachak. I'm saying it's that situation. Kind of like PD right now for the Canucks. Um, it's just okay. What's the return? Because he's up for an extension. Is he going to sign an extension like Kachak did, or? Is it gonna be a, what type of return you're gonna get? That's all. Yeah, that's that, all. that that's is the, the only. That's the only reason why I'm not putting them in the winners because that trade they might they might because Dubrake was solid for them. I love that trade for them last year, but yeah. clearly he doesn't want to be there. Um, and on top of that, because I was listening to Ian Mendez who came on the radio this morning to talk about this, and yeah, so like that's where my thing is like, let's see what happens with Dubrake situations, then I'll judge it fully. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that's a big one, but if you like. If he still plays, like if he's still here, yeah, you might not get anything for him at the end. But I'm saying this year in general could be like a very good year for uh, this team as like a wild card push or a playoff yeah. push, right? And then obviously the Brinka situation is like that's something off ice, but on ice when you're looking at this team, that you're like, okay, these guys could make a wild card. Yeah. If the I don't think the Brinka is gonna hold out. I think he'll still play. Who knows right. though? Mm. I think that thing there is also kind of gone crazy. It's kind of like the Frank Serafelli Gibson situation. Like it's gone in. Yeah, because their senators are saying that the Brinkett's the reason why the trade's not happening. But then the Brinkett's agents like he has no trade clause or no move clause. This is on you. Obviously, it depends on where he wants to extend. So that might be the issue. But yeah, so I'm not yeah, sure. Um, yeah, just gotta figure out that situation. That's all if, they, if they figure that out, 
He's no, he's gone. At the end of the day, he's yeah, not he's coming back. Yeah, he's gone. He's not coming back. But, but they figured out that situation, yeah. they're set. Okay, losers. Um, I don't know if we, might, we have the same ones or not. Oh, yeah. I was going to jokingly say winner Canucks for not giving up no stupid contract, but obviously that's one of the jokes side of things. But um, no, the Canucks are not winners. I'm just jokingly saying that. But they're actually not losers. That's, so, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's why they're winners. So losers. First off, I'm going to just get it off the bat. I said it last pod, Islanders. What the hell are those contracts? Yeah, I, I, that was my uh, I'm not going to even go over it. You guys could look it up just because the extended... Okay, well, since it's our job now, I, I should look it up. But um, Bo Horvat extension is kicking in now, right? Yeah, this year, eight and eight. Pierre Engvall, like seven years. Yeah, you extend him. These guys are older guys. No one really young, right? You extend uh, both your goalies. Yeah, Sorokin, like, okay, that's fine. But then close Varlamov. Like 12, 12. Yeah. Now. Like that alone now. makes no sense. Scott Mayfield, seven years, right? Yeah, Scott Mayfield, so, seven yeah, years, and Pierre Engvall. Just because of that, years. you guys are like the new Canucks of the East. That's the way I'm going to put it. Um, you agree with that? Yeah, I would, honestly, Loki, that was the only loser I had. I don't think okay. anyone did it. I had two more. Yeah. This one is more so listening to the radio, not like more so mine, but I do kind of agree with it. The Red Wings. And the reason is they brought in, um, oh, um who did they bring in again? Uh, JT Confer, yeah, five JT years. JT Confer, yeah. They're saying they're rebuilding. There's a reason why they traded away Philip Hronik, who's relatively young. Yeah. Right? People are like, okay, the Canucks are stupid because Stevie Y might have finessed them because of Steve Eisenman at the end of the day. Yeah. But their draft picks have been questionable even this year from what I'm hearing. Yeah, Philip Zadina. Clearly Philip Zadina. They have been questionable this year. Um, Nate Danielson at nine when there's like Dvorsky available. Yeah. Zach Benson. So there's that. And then the other issue is their signings from this year. Which were, let me just the pull it Go- up. Gossesphere was one. Justin Hole for three years, 10.2, who struggled yeah, mightily. Justin Hole for three years. Gossesphere was only one year, so that's Yeah, Clem Costin, two years. Alex Lyon added. James Reimer added. So who's their goalie, realistically? They lost Nadalkovich. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, before I move on to my last loser, power rank these teams on who's going to make the playoffs first. Maybe next year. Yeah. Senators, Red Wings, Sabres. I mean, Red Wings are three for me now. Yeah. Um, they all I don't cool. know. I mean, it probably has to be Sabre just because of the Dubrinka situation. I, I'm still going with the Sens. I think I said it last time. I still think the Sens will figure it out. No, but yeah, the Sabres goaltending it was Craig Anderson, who's retired now. So yeah, I don't know so if they, they don't even know. I don't think they replaced anyone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they replaced anyone. I don't know. A lot of people, it's like a copycat league. Which were, Okay, so I'm going to copycat league, which is why I'm going to go to my last loser. The uh, LA Kings. Yeah, LA Kings for sure right? are one. And yeah. the reason why is because this is a copycat league, right? Vegas won with like, what, seven goalies themselves? <laughs> Five goalies, right? Robin Leonard out for the year, so he wasn't even there. But Logan Thompson, who was their all-star out for the year yeah. after that, right? Uh, Aiden Hill, by the way, that contract, congratulations, Aiden Hill, but it was gonna it's, happen. A, it's an overpay. It was going to happen. It's a massive overpay in my opinion. I understand it was a playoff run, but who knows? People go hot in the playoffs sometimes. And then don't yeah, so they, they place it Corpus Allo with Cam Talbot, who's questionable. Questionable, who's had good moments and bad moments. Yeah. Right. They got uh they got they traded Sean Dersey away. Um the PLD see, I'm gonna bring up the PLD the trade. PLD again. trade, yeah. You traded away three rotational pieces, like middle six pieces. And for a guy who hasn't really shown above the quality you expect him to be. I'm not saying consistently, Dubois, consistently. Yeah. I'm not saying Pierre-Luc Dubois is a bad player. I know he had playoff performances. But the question is, like, 
There's no Kachuk in my you eyes. Kinda, you kind of like put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, exactly. Right. And who knows? This guy might want to go to Montreal in two years. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I'm saying like if he obviously if he pops off. Great. That's great. But then your depth but around there, it is there gone. There is a question. But his, your depth around it has gone. Yeah. But the question mark is just his consistency. Right. That's that. That's what it is for me. He's he's a good player. He fits your need. You needed a guy who could. Uh, you need a little bit better five on five play. He will bring you that. He'll, exactly. He will score goals. He could play the second line center. He's also versatile. He could play on the wing, depending on what you want to do. Yeah. If you want to go like Kopitar. Yeah, it's just uh, Dubois and like Philip Noah as your like three exactly. centers. Then uh, definitely should power play shouldn't fall off because Kings had a killer power play. That's why they were like up there. But I just don't trust it right now. I, obviously, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just my hot take. It's a hot take. I believe it might be a hot take because I just don't. No, trust no, it. no. You're not. You're not wrong with that because they they didn't replace their goalies well at all. Yeah. No, I'm saying about PLD. As well. I'm saying about PLD. Oh, yeah. I'm but saying Kings in general as a loser. Like, the goalies, oh, yeah. I the goalies are now Talbot and Riddick. Is their defense similar to what Vegas' defense is? I, I not, kinda, no, it's not really. Uh, but, like, uh, depending on who they have they're their They're well-coached in it is what my They are well-coached, right? Because Gavrikov had a great year for them. Yeah, Gavrikov had a great year. Obviously, Dowdy. Dowdy but then you trade away Jersey, like you said. But then or how much are you going to rely on Brant Clark next year, for example? Yeah. Jamie I mean, Drysdale. If, if he's supposed to be Jamie Drysdale. Sorry, no. Uh, never mind. He's you a just fix something. Uh, so like Alex, uh, Alex Jericho, I was like, I think I'm saying, but he's the same. yeah, no, but like if Brent Clark was supposed to be like what you project him because he's been in the pipeline for a while, like yeah. they really developed him, I guess. Yeah, there's a reason why. Think, like he he they, wasn't he was he wasn't involved. People asking in him for him for like a potential Hellebuck, Demko, all these trades. Yeah, no, yeah. so that's they, they didn't want to put him exactly. In there. Yeah. So like they they think he is the next Drew Doughty for that team. Yeah. So that they kept him there. They they helped him. Uh, they developed him a little bit. They have. They have a good defensive pipeline. Because people got to realize, Corpusala was the major reason why they got two games out of Edmonton. Yeah, it was. because right? it's Corpus- So that's where I'm like, I mean, it's good for the Canucks. I hope they are losers. But I'm just saying in general, yeah. as an NHL, like as doing our job type of thing now. Yeah, I, I just don't trust that team now as much as I thought I would have. They definitely took a risk. Can they be better than they were last year? 100%. Because every team's going to try to be Vegas, clearly, because yeah. no one's really picking up goalies all of a sudden. Yeah, no, but like, I'm just saying the Kings did have a good defensive pipeline that like Demko going to the Kings was the best spot for the Canucks because they could have gotten the the best possible return for um, from the Kings that will match their need as well. Yeah, so, yeah, um, those are our winners and losers. Agree, let us know, disagree. Any teams we've missed, put them in there. Um... We'll move on to another hockey. We're going to go to our quick fire topics quickly. Um, we're going to go to some Hockey Canada news. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's um, a lot of scandal shit going on. If you thought Canada soccer was bad and we were ranting about that, Hockey Canada ain't got nothing. Sorry, Canada soccer ain't got nothing on Hockey Canada. Yeah. <laughs> because um, from 03, there's a sexual assault case still going on. Um, there's another one. There's rumored under the uh, table payments, stuff like that. So, Hockey Canada has officially announced a new leader, a new CEO and president in Catherine Henderson. Catherine was now spent the last seven years as a CEO of Curling Canada. So, um, she obviously has leadership um, experience, experience w- with a different sport, but same thing. She'll begin her role September 4th, so still ways to go. Um, has a track record, like we've mentioned. I'm not going to go too much into, like, you guys could look her up. Her name is Catherine Henderson. Yeah. Um, K- Catherine with the K. Uh, ends of the E. But, yeah, it's just like a lot of this drama. A woman said eight unnamed CHL players, including members of the 18 junior team, 
uh, assaulted her in June, right? Again, these are allegations. We're not saying anything definitive here. This is all alleged. Um, and it's, you know, it makes sense. You need a new, uh, you need a new voice. You need a new leadership because clearly the old ones, there's a lot of shit going on. So, and you know, Hockey Canada in general hasn't done shit well, clearly. Like to the point where Trudeau was involved. So Yeah, it just... It's just a mess. Yeah. That's all you're I don't know too much of her. Big, we'll look into our research as well. This, the big, this came out like I think yeah. yesterday night or today. The gist of the story is they're a mess. Yeah. And they create and they created their own mess. Exactly. Um so congratulations, Catherine. Hopefully you could turn this around. Uh yeah. Moving on. Let's go to the MMA UFC. May the UFC fights this weekend. Your boy Volkanovsky's back. Yeah, but, Volkanovsky uh, fighting versus the interim Yair. champ. Yeah, you're Rodriguez. Rodriguez. We also had an impressive showing for you. He was really good in that fight. Um, I forgot who he faced, but like to uh, when Volkanovski faced Makachev, yeah, you got the interim title. Yeah, the fight before. So he'll be obviously my prediction quickly. I think Volk still wins it. Oh yeah, uh, I think Volk still has it. But, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. This is definitely gonna be his toughest fight. It's the year of upsets for the I last know. couple of years, and we had it with Izzy. We had it with Kamaru. We had it with. Um, uh, Shevchenko, Valentina Shevchenko. We had it with Nunez as yeah. well. Um, the thing with Yair is kind of like the Usman one. I was like surprised because Usman had the fight one. Yeah. The thing with the Pereira Izzy, I think it's gonna be similar as like Yair Volk. Like you won't be su- like it won't be a jaw drop for me that if Yair wins. You think it'll be like close like Izzy and Pereira? Yeah, almost. it's gonna be like close like Izzy yeah. Pereira. So you're not giving like Volk just because he's 25 and two and has all this experience. He has a minus 385. This, this is a. I mean, obviously Volk has done well when he bounced off from the L. Yeah. Right. It's clearly shown he got the belt. Mexican but, fighters are on the come up. Yeah. Grasso. Um, speaking of Mexican fighters, yeah. Brandon Moreno is a cool main event with um, Pantoja. Yeah. So I'm like my point with Volk is like he bounced back, beat Holloway. Yeah. Definitively after, so he obviously yeah, he's, he's been good in his division. I still got to give it to Volk. It's like, uh, I can't see him lose right now, but I won't be surprised if Yair could pull it off because he was really good in this yeah. last fight. You, so I'm guessing you're going with Volk, though? Like I'm going with Volk. Unanimous? Or, like, decision? Yeah, I think Volk gets in decision. I feel like Volk either wins by decision or Yair somehow wins by knockout, which is, I feel like that's what happens. The yeah, favorite, that's what usually happens, The favorite yeah. usually wins by decision, um, and underdog usually wins by non-decision, like yeah, yeah. submission or knockout or ref stoppage. There's another fight you should keep an eye out on for. The third like the third one is Robert Whitaker. Yeah. So Izzy's potential new opponent could be Duplessis from South Africa. 19-2 and two record. Wow. And if he wins, obviously, you know how Izzy is. He never turns down the battle. He'll yeah, call Izzy, the, Izzy the will fight everyone, yeah. He'll fight, like, literally call a prayer right away and did it, right? So same thing here. So keep we have some good fights to watch this weekend for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's move on. You want to go MLB or do you want to we'll go, go soccer? soccer? Let's go soccer quickly. We'll end off with MLB. It's more quick fire there. We're finally talking some baseball because you know you could tell that the off season is now died down, <laughs> NHL and NBA. But soccer, let's just go with quick updates. Um, coaching hires, um, Leeds hired um, Daniel Fark, and the reason why I'm bringing them yeah. up is he's nicknamed. The, the promotion pr- king or something Yeah, like the that, promotion right? king. That's the only reason why I was going to mention him. I was like, man, they're a championship team, whatever, right? Yeah. So let's see if it's true. Um, he was recently just sacked by Mushin Gladbach, Gladbach in Germany. Yeah. So um, as they finished 10th. So let's see. Um, 
he helped Norwich go up twice, got sacked by them, and now Leeds. Let's see if he lives up to that name. Uh, another one was it's finally official. Galchier out at PSG. Yeah. Enrique is officially in. So yeah. he's, this is like official. Enrique already got his press conference. Yeah. Obviously, Mbappe questions. But yeah, when yeah. there's like a, a PSG's president saying that in order for Mbappe to play this year, he has to sign a new contract. Sign a contract or we're selling him. One or the other. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, obviously, it kind of, I kind of like for business wise, it makes sense because you don't want Mbappe to leave for free. Exactly. Um, there's a reason why they really extended him heavily before, right? So, and last one, this is a lot surprising um, on the national side of things. Carlo Ancelotti will finish out his contract with Real Madrid in June 2024. Just in time for the Copa America. And now you're wondering, Carlo Ancelotti's Italian. Why does he care about the Copa America? Well, he reportedly agreed to start coaching Brazil. And Brazil and needs this is by Fabrizio Romano. I know I mentioned this like, a, what, a month ago when transfer window opened and news were coming out. But this one is by Fabrizio Romano, the here-we-go specialist himself. Um Honestly, the, I think the CBF it, president, so the Brazilian Federation president, just confirmed that Ancelotti will be the new manager of Brazil starting the Copa America 2024. Um, Carlo will respect his contract at Real Madrid, which ends at June 2024. I think it's what Brazil needed, right? Yeah, winning the, mentality, winning coach. Yeah, the coaches, like, over the hump. they weren't decent, right? Like, they need someone. Ancelotti's yeah. a winning coach. He's capable of putting him over the hump because, like, Brazil, they're like, quarterfinal merchants in these last couple of World Cups, right? Yeah. You would expect them to be semifinal finals. They always go out in the quarterfinals. Like, uh, Loki in 2018, I think, uh, I think they should have beaten Belgium. And then obviously Croatia, they should have beaten. Yeah. Um, let's move on quickly. Some official news. Um, Declan Rice officially was unveiled. Yeah. And they also officially agreed on a deal. Nothing confirmed, confirmed like Declan Julian Rice. Timber. But Julian Timber is going to Arsenal. He was linked with Man United last year before we got Lisandro Martinez. So this is well, what Arsenal is doing right now was, was was what Man United need to do. Exactly. And yeah, I mean Arsenal is finally spending now. Yeah. Outside of Man City or Ars- if Man City were somehow implode this year. And our cousin excited for that. He's yeah. like, yes, they're finally spending. Um, or the Arsenal is the favorites, if not City, right now. Uh, yeah, Arsenal's to or me is the second best team. You still not okay? Right so you're not gonna give Liverpool the edge after a bad year. Yeah, I mean, my top three is those three. And then United just for the bias to four for as of right now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the hell United are doing. Obviously, well, there's ownership issues. There's obviously... um, It just... I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I generally yeah. don't well, know just, what to so say. We're not going to get into that today. Yeah. But also with Luis Enrique, he's reunited with Neymar. Yeah. But let's see if Neymar stays. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pulisic is close to AC Milan. A couple of rumors. Pulisic and his entourage have accepted... Asked Chelsea to accept the AC Milan offer. Um, Hakeem Ziyech's medical supposedly failed, but it was supposedly a different reason, not just the medical from one of the Saudi teams. Um, hey, breaking breaking news for FA Cup replays could be scrapped. The early rounds moved to midweeks and the final stays, so that's good. Yeah. Um, that last couple of things before we get into baseball. Oh, Mason Mount, number seven. Your thoughts? Officially announced as United number seven. Surprised? I am. Yeah, I'm surprised. Seven, number I seven. thought it was going to be Mason Mount gets 19 and Varane will finally get four because Phil Jones was gone. But And then Garnacho or someone would have gone seven. But yeah, I thought I remember Garnacho. Ten Hag's the one who gave him the seven. So he's banking Mason. on a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Number seven, Chris. Yes, Ten Hag wanted him, I guess. Then Ten Hag, obviously. Sancho was supposed to get it. but Yeah. 
I mean, the thing was this, like, when I'm, like, talking about, like, Man United and Arsenal, right? Like, for them, like, Arsenal finally got a little bit of continuity in their coach, right? Yeah. With Arteta. So now, these players that were able to grow under Arteta, and now Arteta got charged of a transfer window and, like, wanted Declan Rice, got him. Wanted Kai Havertz, got him, right? Overspread so, like, a little bit, but it's Yeah, fine. but Maybe then... The thing with this is, like, the manager... We need to let the manager, like, get the players' needs. Like, because United spend play, spend money for the sake of spending money. They ne- like, they never really spent money for the manager's sake, what their wish list was, right? Yeah. Like, Mourinho didn't really get defenders. Oli, we didn't really get, like, too many attackers, right? Or the names that they wanted. They just wanted... Or the names they wanted. They, like... Because there's a list that they give, but the board... And the owners yeah. have another list. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying United... Listen. United have signed good players, right? There's, like, obviously... But the issue is that their continuity... Because the coaches keep on flipping. Yeah. Now that we're hoping with Ten Hag that he's the guy since Fergie. So if Ten Hag gets, like, three years under his belt and really takes over and, like, really starts, like, demanding players, getting players like how Fergie did... Yeah. That's when we... That's when I could get confidence of, like, okay, this club is coming back. Here's, but the issue is we need a coach that could stay longer than three years. Exactly. But here's my thing. I should I do agree that the manager should get the players they wanted, but not full control either because sometimes they'll get bad contracts. As much as I love Anthony and I hope he moves up. Yeah, that is that bad. That, that's Ten Hag. Um, yeah. But it was also not ten, on Ten Hag fully because earlier... When yeah, he was supposed to be 60 mil. He was yeah. supposed to be cheaper than Man United's board... They up. denied it then, then, and then overspent then when after. So it's, they overspent after because they couldn't get anyone yeah, else. Yeah, it was both. And then Ajax, Ajax was like, you're desperate You're desperate to get a yeah, player exactly. now. But yeah, the number seven, a lot of pressure is on. Uh, just because yeah. you're giving him the iconic share. Now, to be fair, Cavani didn't do bad in it. Cavani did good. Ronaldo did good when he went back to it. The last English player to wear number seven um, won the league title for Man United. David Beckham? No. There was one after. He was more of a bust. Michael Owen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was old, but yeah. yeah. Um, okay, last thing before we move on to baseball to end things off today. The Gold Cup update, we'll give it to you right now. We're officially in the knockout stages. Canada, um, I don't know how much the drama was in their heads. Obviously, he's not the A squad, so clearly the lack of depth showed. Thankfully, have qualified. So, um, qualified, for those yeah. of you who thought I was going to say, they didn't qualify. They qualified. They came second. Horrible draw. They had the easiest group. Horrible draw to Guatemala. Horrible draw to Guadalupe, but handled business with Cuba. But I didn't watch the game. But when I was listening to Mike Halford, who yeah, it wasn't good. Soccer, it wasn't good. And he was like, it was shit, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? You allowed two goals and then two penalties. And then, yeah, I like the fact that Dane Sinclair is an answer could show off a little yeah. bit. But the good news is they're qualified. The bad news is you're playing US in Cincinnati. And the last time Canada beat US in the US it was like in 1950s. Yeah. Um, so that's one quarterfinal matchup. That's on Sunday, for those of you guys that don't want to watch. Um, now, if Canada had topped their group, they would have been playing Jamaica, who's been really good because they brought their A squad. But Guatemala, yeah. Jamaica, second semifinal. Mexico, Costa Rica, third semi or quarter quarterfinal, final. sorry. And uh, Qatar, Panama is the fourth um, quarterfinal. Um, so that, that's this weekend for those of you that want to tune in. Uh, let's go, Canada. Hopefully, you guys make history. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the baseball. The baseball time. Yeah, first real baseball talk. 
Yeah, we're like, it's the Midsummer Classic, the All-Stars next week, so we might as well recap since we're going to be talking a little bit more baseball anyways. Let's first talk about the Blue Jays, because Blue Jays fans. fans. You know, as you can tell with the pennant, my shirt. Yeah, um, I don't want to try to drag it on too much, but yeah, as simple as this. Very inconsistent is the word. Very inconsistent, yeah. Because I'll let, you, I'll let you go first. All right, so like you, the moves in the offseason were made to fill the holes of this team, and they have been better at that because outfield defense. Insane. Insane now. Uh, infield defense. It's yeah, still decent. It's still decent. Chapman hasn't been compared to the level that he used to is, but he's still good. Bichette. Nah. Up and down. Up and Defensively. down. Uh, second base with Maryfield, Santiago Espinal, whoever it is. No, they've, been they're, they've been good. And then Vadi at first. He's still been, been pretty killer. Uh, so, defensively, you've gone better. Oh, and catcher. Um, Danny Johnson. Can't Danny Johnson, Kirk, yeah. Questionable, but yeah. Uh, and then, um, starting pitching. It's actually good. Like. Okay, so. It's l- like let, a, me, let me address the defense first before we go. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. The defense side of things, um, yeah, uh, it's just everything you – I echo everything you said. Um, that's where the biggest upgrade needed, and it showed. So, clearly, the reason why we added these pieces, it's helping, right? And now you um, – pitching. Starting pitching. It's actually other than one person. Who's coming back, Alec Manoa? It's actually been good, yeah. right? Um Gos- inconsistent that's the key word though inconsistent it's been like i want to i want to it was too bad like gosman gosman's bads were bad though gosman's bads were bad but there's like and so was bassett's <laughs> there were three like three or two or three bad yeah like gosman's leading in strikeouts and all that stuff and deservedly so an all-star yeah bassett would have been an all-star but he went on he went on three on that road trip that road trip with like texas and like yeah. oakland and all that stuff if he didn't have that spirit his season would look way better than yeah. it actually was than it is showing right now but when Bassett's on his game. He's sick. Yeah. Brio's bounce back year, absolutely incredible. Um, Gucci, I think thing. I think Brio struggled in his last start. Last was start, yes, yeah, and the first couple starts, that's it. First couple. The last start, uh, I think he struggled both times against the uh, Red Sox and yeah. then his first couple starts. Last start was mad because when he did struggle, it was like in the sixth inning Yeah. when he allowed like two home no runs. No offense was provided. And then no offense was provided. But like his first five innings, absolutely killer. Yeah. And he got no run support. Kikuchi, Kikuchi same again, same thing. Great bounce back year for him. Uh, so the fifth starter, like you mentioned, Alec Manoa got benched. Cy, he was the third best pitcher, essentially top three pitcher last year in the AL, Cy Young candidate, uh, all-star. Reason why he was our ace, even though I disagreed with that move at the beginning of the year. Um, Coming back on Saturday Friday. or Friday, first game back. So let's see how he, he does with his rehab. But like, if you think about this, if Manoa was like somewhat of what he was last year, this starting five is probably could arguably been, the best in baseball. Could have been, the could have been the best in baseball, yeah. like numbers wise. Obviously, clean, clean up a little inconsistent inconsistency. Well. Yeah, clean up a little inconsistencies from uh, uh, Bassett. Yeah, and then uh, really that yeah, not really many else. Uh, hopefully. Uh, Gosman's been fine. I'm no issue with Gosman, no issue with Kikuchi, and uh, Brio's really found Minnesota. Even with Bassett, Brios. it's just like yeah, the lows were too low. Like the first yeah, his game, lows were too lows. But his the highs thing with, were insane. Yeah, highs, the thing with the Brio's I like is like last year when his lows, because Brio's like low key if you think about it, like half his starts were good and were really good, half, and like Bassett's like Bassett, and, yeah. and half of it was bad and they're really bad. So that's why his ERA yeah. was like jumped up. But the thing with Brio's now, which I like the most, is when he gets in trouble, it's not like last year. Yeah. Right? Like he's still 
does enough for to give the team a chance to win. Yeah. And like even with his last even with the starts that he struggled with, it, barring the first two. Yeah. I feel like he's given yeah, there may have been four or five runs, but I felt like he's done enough for the Blue Jays bats to do something. Yeah. So And then moving on to the bats. No, no. We we had addressed the bullpen too. That was pitching. Um, oh yeah. So bullpen. I, I'm gonna piggyback off that. So they were inconsistent in the starting pitching, so that's part of my reason why I say they were inconsistent. But it's not your but worst. Group. It was not. It's not the worst. It's, it's definitely like same thing with the bullpen. So pretty much the bullpen similar thing. Problem is lately, Romano Swanson have been struggling. Swanson's been playing a lot, so that could be a factor. I love the Nate Pearson pickup. Obviously, his lows were kind of low, but his highs were extremely high. Um, same thing, inconsistency, but they are getting the job done. Obviously, trade deadline, I would still say get more bullpen arms because. You yeah, don't because they're, like it. the amount of close games you've been in, your high relievers like yeah, Yimmy hasn't been the same as last year, but he's still decent. Swanton, Trevor Richards, Trevor Richards been a surprise because he sure. started too, right? So. Uh, yeah, Eric Swanton was like first two months, or like his first whatever half of the season it was killer, absolutely right? killer, and obviously struggled a little bit, little bit because the amount of close games we've been in, he's obviously gonna. Yeah. And then, pitch more and more and then Romano same thing like yeah Romano does yeah you're like up there in saves but the only bad thing about being up there in saves you could have had more saves <laughs> you could have had more saves but like the only bad thing about wanting your closer up there in saves is like okay your team's not definitively winning yeah so like how much can you really sustain exactly so you're bound to blow and everybody is yeah so to your point the most inconsistent batting batting the offense what was supposed to be your strong point coming into the season is it the main reason why you're losing games. You did lose a lot in um, Teo, Teoscar Hernandez. And Lourdes, but yeah. Matt Chapman showed the first month that he might, we were not missing Teoscar. And obviously Lourdes Gurriel, like you said, had all, he's having an all-star year. He's literally an all-star. Yeah, he's literally an all-star. Um, but Dalton Varsho's kind of been up and down. Matt Chapman's on the low a little bit. Kevin Kiermaier has been a surprise, but you're not expecting Kevin Kiermaier to put up Gurriel um, numbers. The thing with this team is like, and Vladdy. The only person that's been consistent from day Offensive one. side of things? Yeah, is Bo Bichette. Yeah. Like, when Bo Bichette, Vladdy, and Chapman had it going in the beginning, people George like... Springer did it. Springle, stru- Springle. Springer struggled. Belt struggled. Varshal struggled. And then Varshal went on a little bump. Then and then Vladdy dropped oh. down. And then uh, and when Springer went up, back Springer's on the bump... Killing it. Like now Springer's Now Springer's going on a thing. Chapman, obviously, is not what he did... Were the, when he was a AL player of the month. Yeah. And then Belt started killing it. Then Belt got injured. And now Belt's he's back. Still he's it. he's still doing decent, but like he wasn't yeah. what he was before his injury. And then Varshow up and down. Another player that's probably consistently, would make consistently well, Whit Merrifield. He's like, he's, he's killing it in average. He's an all-star. He's, a I think, 290 plus average. Yeah. Uh, Definitely... He's probably he's like when we remember when he had the question mark at second base like is it gonna be him is it gonna be Esmol or, or is it gonna be Biggio is is Maryfield is not even close now yeah I mean Maryfield could also and Biggio could go into the outfield so that helps by putting Espinal or Biggio in but last thing with the Jays uh, I agree with you I think like the main thing is the inconsistency is like Gosman's oh, yeah, killing it and the batting isn't doing it usually yeah, even like Brio's the last word like, same thing right Brio's or if the like, batting's killing it the pitching might yeah, go like, a little Bri- bit man the bullpen especially so yeah right there's no game where like all three went off and there's no there's no moment in time that's why we never go on these like big runs like 6-7 yeah not even like yeah 6-7 I'm trying to see like 9-10 
but we're not we can't even go on a six seven yeah like win streak and uh, then reason being is because not your batting lineup from one to nine is either some of them doing good and the other doing bad and then another game the other half's doing good the other half's doing bad and like you said starting pitching when you're getting like six seven eight nine innings from like the four people that have been pretty decent this year you have no run support and then when you finally get run support like uh the Bassett game in against Texas where they were up like five six zero, Bassett chokes and gets Texas back in his game and then you lose that game eventually. Yeah. Like eight six or whatever it is. Yeah. But so the last thing I want to say before we move on to the general baseball surprises, you know, winners, losers essentially for baseball. Today's episode is literally winners and losers. Um here's the reason why the Jays aren't killing it in the division, especially. They're seven and twenty in the division. Yeah. ALEs. They're 39 and 20, I believe, outside of that. Uh, if, I, I know I didn't do my math correctly, but that's something along. Yeah, yeah no, I did my math correctly. It's legit like yeah. that. It is legit that. It is that. Yeah, 39 20. So I did my math correctly. Obviously, you didn't play today with a rain delay. Yeah, so 7 and 20 in the division. Thankfully, we're no longer playing the division as much as we were last year. This schedule is obviously, obviously a lot more balanced. But that being said, which we're going to get into our surprises of the year. Uh, other teams are killing it, so it's not easy. But we're we're handling business against the other. It's teams. gonna be harder to catch up in our division. That's now, the thing, because, like, because now it's just like wild card. Spot. We have we're on the fourth in the division. We would be first in the central, AL Central, and the NL Central essentially. So let's so let's move on. First surprise is to stay in the division, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Um, Second, they're literally four and a they, half. Like I don't know how they were gonna take a step forward from last year, but they did that. So far, Massive. or they're doing that, right? Um, oh, sorry. Last thing for the Blue Jays, it's similar to Canada soccer to me. The honeymoon phase is over. <laughs> that was over like spaces. three years ago. Um, that, that year, essentially, yeah. when we had Simeon. When that, we had Simeon. That was the last year. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. But yeah, continue. Because last year, it was underperforming the exactly. playoffs. And then this year, it's going to be a brawl just to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, Orioles, go. Yeah, Orioles, um, I'm surprised that they took an even bigger step than last year. Like they're doing better than they what they were last year. Um, that's absolutely insane. Adley Rutschman, obviously, insane player. Gunnar Henderson, I think this is like first full year. Best so young core in baseball. Still yeah, his best co- young core in baseball coming up still. And then you obviously have uh, people who already been there like Cedric Mullen, Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, who are, Blue Jay Killer, who've been doing good for you. Yeah. So they're definitely only- batting wise are good. The only concern I have for them is. Uh, Oh, Felix Bautista, one of the best closers in the game. Yeah. With the, I forgot the other guy's name. Their setup man. Uh, only question mark I have for them is like their starting pitching. Like, uh, can they like get kind of kind of compose a deal to get some like an ace starting pitcher? Because yeah. they don't. They have like a bunch of like two, threes, and fours. So, in my opinion, they're. I mean, they'll be a buyer for sure at the deadline. Five games only back of the division, which is crazy to say. That's because insane. especially with Tampa going off on a tear, Tampa kind of went back to earth a little bit, but Baltimore kind of did too. So that's surprise number one. I agree with everything you said. I'm not going to waste too much and time the, on that. And the setup, the setup man was Yenier Cano, I believe. Okay. Um, second surprise, I mentioned Tampa's hot start, but I'm not going to go too much into that because people kind of expected it because it's usually Tampa. Regular season Tampa's pretty good. Yeah, but, but here's my surprise. Tampa's like kind of like the best team. I'm going to help the NL because that's where all the surprises are. Yeah, yeah, that, they are Outside more of Atlanta. Right outside of Atlanta, everybody else is surprised to me. That like kind of in the playoffs, right? Or in the yeah. playoff spot. Miami yeah. second, right? uh, three and a half games behind. Um, 
They're ahead of the. They're ahead I'm gonna, of, but I'm gonna go with my first team, Cincinnati. Yeah, three point with Miami. They're ahead of the Phillies, who I thought were worth. Yeah, for we'll, my, we'll get into that in, in my second, thing. Well. Where they're they were ended yeah. They're coming I'm out of the end. We'll get into my disappointment because my disappointment is yeah. also down there. But, uh, but Cincinnati. Yeah, Here's, I'm gonna Cincinnati, I'm gonna tie two sure. things together. Pittsburgh was a hot start, and now they fell fourth. But during their losing streak, Cincinnati went on like a massive winning streak. And I have a question for you. This version right now, if you're seeing Ellie De La Cruz or last year Julio Rodriguez, who would you take? Ooh. Julio Rodriguez, keep in mind, is also a playoff. I'm still going with last year's Julio Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah, because he was like definitely rookie of the year. The thing with rookie class this year, there's, there's I'm a not, bunch. I'm not even forget yeah, the rookie I know, of the year. I know, but I'm just saying player-wise, I think I'll still take Julio Rodriguez. Okay. But, but I'm just saying in general, the rookie class this year, it's going to be a tough one because you got Corbin Carroll. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a second. You got Corbin Carroll player. from uh, Air, the Diamondbacks. So you got Josh Jung from the Let's go with that Rangers. surprise, Arizona. Uh, yeah, Arizona, who's d- leading Probably a Probably the most win-win trade I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm, At I'm, the end of the day, you have to give it a win-win because the I, reason why you brought Varsha win was for the defense. and it's Yes, killing. it is helping, but I'm sorry. I cannot give Gabriel Marino for what Varsha has done. For us so oh far. yeah, he is not. I'm still Gabby giving right a win-win now. because of the Jays end up doing what. Yeah, like doing we benefited. Right I'm not saying we don't ben- benefit from a trade. Like we didn't have Warshaw, we pop- we're in the worst. You spot. know me. I said Kirk should have been in that trade. Yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't have been. But the fact that you put Gabby Marino in that trade obviously is making me lean towards Arizona. It, ju- it also doesn't help when uh, Lourdes Gurriel decides to step up. When <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's, the, he's continuing. Run. He's did this for us too, like batting wise. But now he's been killer. But he never really made Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I'm not saying it's a win-win. I'm still giving it to Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, so those are the surprises. I want to go, let's go disappointment just to switch it up. All right. You said yours slightly with the Phillies, but... But they're kind of bouncing back now. 11 and a half games back, though, from first. Yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna they're more in the wild card side of things. Yeah, which I think they will make. Now, the good reason... The good thing is... I'm gonna, Actually, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But San Diego. For me, it's... Okay, the biggest disappointment overall, in my opinion, is the Mets. With yeah. How much money they spent. Yeah, yeah. But... I thought the Padres would have, you know, your version of Phillies. I thought the Padres would have been representing the NL, and they're five games below five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I the Phillies are over five hundred. And you brought back Tatis this year as well. Yeah, I the Phillies are over five hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely they're disappointing. They're not playing up to par, especially when you add in Bogarts as well, and then Yohan Soto at the deadline last year. Yeah. Uh, another team that I'm going with disappointment. Mets. Mets, obviously. Verlander. Right, let's talk about the Mets quickly. They're the worst team in, the, in terms of expectation-wise. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> they're 40 and 46. I mean, earlier, they're 30. They're 18 games Lindor made All-Star, right? Huh? I don't know how Francisco Lindor... Did Lindor make All-Star? I think he picked it up, but... Yeah, he's yeah. been struggling. He hasn't been great You add in Justin Verlander. You have Max Scherzer. Um, you have the richest owner in sports, I believe, in Steve Cohen. So, yeah. I don't know, but... No, they're not. Massive they're disappointment. Not. Don't... Another disappointment for me, NL Central, is the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. I thought they were going to win the division. So bad. <laughs> They've been absolutely horrible. Uh, AL-wise, obviously, you could I'm gonna go with kind of put Blue Jays in there, but kind of not. I'm not going to really put the Blue Jays because they're in the, also the hardest division in baseball. But I'm going with the... I'm going with... The Seattle Mariners. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah. I don't no think one's th- talking about them. So that's how, that's how you know that they're not as relevant. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think their main issue is offense. Everybody in the AL West had... Houston, number one. Seattle, number two. Yeah. And then you could flip-flop Rangers and Angels, and then it was the Athletics. I was I would have put Rangers. I, I had Rangers one, and you know, not one, but I thought they were going to be 
good. Playoff yeah, team, yeah. good. Right? I, would, I, would I still put, thought Astros were going to be one. I would put Rangers. I would, I would had Rangers at three. I would like, I, Astros, Mariners. I had Rangers too. I had, I had Rangers at two. Yeah, but Rangers made good signings. Obviously, Degrom injured yeah. again, but he's absolutely not the, killer. He's not the reason. <laughs> but he's not the main reason. Nathan because his, the main one was Nathan Valdi, which yeah. I was about to get to. But yeah, definitely Rangers, for sure, are a surprise team for hundred percent. Angels are in the same. Yeah, that so they're always in. I'm at, okay. So we brought up the Angels because we kind of have to talk about it. Yeah, because Otani. Two of the best players in baseball. Who's injured? Right. Bo- Ota- yeah. Both uh, of them are injured. Both of them were injured. Randon got injured as well. But yeah, so they're definitely. Here's my question for you, Otani. I was listening to Adnan Virk, someone I want to try to get on this pod, <laughs> but yeah. to talk some baseball. So. Some dream. But. And I. This is something I mentioned to you off the pod. Is something he said. This is also the worst time for the Angels to be good because you have the Otani contract lingering. Otani deserves probably six hundred million, three hundred for each thing he does, right? Batting and pitching yeah, alone, yeah. right? Um, but he'll probably get like five hundred fifty, five hundred something like that, right? Over yeah, he's gonna, be the, he's gonna be the richest man. He's saying, and I do agree with him, but it's gonna be tough because Angels are in the playoff hunt. You trade him, no matter what, you trade him because reports are he doesn't want to resign. Yeah. He wants to be a Dodger, most likely, because he wants to stay in L.A. Dodgers didn't bring up anyone big in signing this year, right? They let Trey Turner go. They let, you know, Josh Bell. Not Josh Bell. Um, who's the pitcher? Max Scherzer go. No, yeah, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer because they got yeah. on their deadline. And the previous year, they let Seager go. Yeah, so they're saying that you need to take out the value of Otani because if Otani walks, oh my God, he looks stupid. Yeah, that like... Because he's like, you're, you're able to get two... A A plus caliber um, rookies or prospects, and you're able to net two fielding like kind of a Juan Soto but more. You Juan more. Soto, you got a you got position player. Bro, like you from for Otani, you could get like you're getting two number one prospects. Yeah, right. You could depending on what the pipeline is for the team, it could be pitching, fielding, or whatever. Yeah, right. Position player or two position players, whatever it is. You got two like core pieces coming up. Probably chucking another Two like rotational pieces that they have right now, like uh, currently playing. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and then you, you can even chuck in like, uh, so like you. And then a couple of B. It's like your one and two prospects are gone, and then right? A and couple of B prospects. Well, maybe like five and like seven, right? Goals, right? And you're like top you ten. Fetch that in your club. And he also said send Rendon as well, like kind of like yeah. Josh Bell and Soto and you're like, to get off the contract. Yeah, so I'm saying like, legit, you're getting your one, number one prospect on that club yep. whoever whoever the trade is number two probably number four or five like a seven eight and maybe even a number ten like Loki, you can get five prospects just for him and then chuck in a couple players as well if Otani leaves some way somehow trade or walks what does Mike Trout do I don't know I is it gonna be a Damon Lillard situation <laughs> He's he's been there too long and he's been in the same situation. Yeah, um, I, I really want to say Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, but I can't anymore because this, this Shohei is Otani. yeah, Shohei Otani. But like this was Mike Trout's best chance. So if if I mean, that it happened, was his best chance for the last but three the thing years. Is, yeah, but the thing is that no, because the Angels actually like gave him something. Yeah, right. Finally, uh, but the thing is this: like Otani going for free is going to be way worse than Mbappe. It's going to be the worst. It's gonna be the worst decision of management is gonna make in the history of the sport. Yeah, if if you manage to make Otani go for free, right? If you find a way to get either resign him or trade him away, uh, good job. But if he goes for free and you get nothing out of probably the player that's gonna give you 
the teams have prospect pool, like top ten of the prospect. I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. Um. If he the moment he says just say like just say a little experiment, right? You go up him. You offer him a contract. He declines it. Once he declines that contract, trade I'm him. instantly trading. I don't. So you're like, no matter what, trade him. I don't care if they're not. If have, he doesn't accept, like comfortably in the playoffs. I mean, the trade deadline's August first. Like, yeah, no, but I'm saying like if you like, if he doesn't accept the first one or the the second one, especially after the second one. Yeah. You're like, okay, he's available for trade. It's such a bad time for them to be in a playoff chase. Yeah. Now maybe this will help. Loki blessing in disguise with the injuries, but. Holy crap, this will probably be the biggest... Tr- like, we thought the Kevin Durant trade was massive in season. This will, will be the biggest one ever in any yeah, sport, like, probably. Yeah, like, it's be absolutely insane. But, and it sucks because we're not going to know the players until, like, four exactly. or five years down the line. Yeah. But I was going to ask you a question, but I'm going to save it for Sunday's pod because we have a special pod for Sunday if, you know, nothing major happens. But let's call it there. Actually, last question. Second half into the season. Like, looking into the second half of the baseball season. Jays, obviously, we're expecting them to be slightly better because the good news is the other teams aren't doing great as well. The Yankees, the Astros are underperforming. Everybody in the NL Central, AL Central sucks. Yeah. Compared to the Jays' record and stuff, uh, obviously they could still catch up with the Orioles, right? I don't think they'll catch up with the Rays, but the Orioles even. Yeah, Orioles, literally, so, they could they could fall off for sure. Um, Jays in general, obviously they kind of perform in the second half to be fair for the last they do perform better in the second half like the June and May are like their struggle months but then they kill it like and then like end of August to like like, September right they usually have like their good runs any other teams you're watching out for to see honestly one team I'm watching out for for the deadline is the Chicago Cubs because their starting pitching was pretty good Marcus Stroman and uh, yeah Marcus Stroman is obviously the player that's gonna be available because there's Justin Steele who's been a very good pitcher for them uh and then he he's not getting traded but like he's uh he definitely like performed he's performing right here Drew Smiley is like a little bit older yeah but I'm not is he had a 4.1 ERA so far but Marcus Stroman is the big one for me because uh he the jet took he's a 276 ERA if I were to tell you the these are the playoff teams in the NL, Atlanta you agree with, yeah, hundred percent. LA Dodgers you agree with, yeah. Phillies you agree with, bro. I, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen the list right I now. I know. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, no. But Arizona, yeah. Cincinnati, and Miami are your other three. Two of them being division leaders. <laughs> yeah, Arizona, Cincinnati are the, the leading the division. Yeah. Obviously, Milwaukee could take over, hey, which I won't be surprised. I hope since he make it, Joey Votto's last year. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was rumored to be a J maybe this year just for the sake of it, but not anymore, probably. But yeah, I mean, Milwaukee could overtake Cincy. San Francisco also. Uh, San Francisco could obviously push for a playoff spot. But, yeah, I mean, there's division because San, San Francisco's third in the NL West. They're only three games behind. Yeah. And then Brewers are, like, two games behind the Reds. At the end of the day, the Dodgers are one and a half game back of the Diamondbacks. And who knows what they do with the deadline. And then the Brewers are two behind the Yeah, so the the only lock for division win. And they Atlanta. they clearly been the best team in the NL is Atlanta Braves. It's Atlanta, and then on the other side is probably the Rays. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's call it there. Um. Longer than we thought, but it was a good convo. Arguments yeah. were made. Finally got some. <laughs> but finally got some MLB talk. Yeah, we needed to get it in. But you know, we thank you guys for watching. Um, 
please like, comment, and subscribe. You know, we would love to hear your takes about the just everything winners and losers <laughs> on everything. Yeah. Do you agree with Joban about the um, or me, myself with the Rockets take? You know, anything else? NHL, soccer, MLB. Per- give us your UFC predictions if you guys are UFC fans. Yeah, is it Volkanovski or Yair Rodriguez? That's probably that's the main event, obviously. Yeah. And then there's obviously other fights like. Uh, Gab uh, Moreno and uh, Pantoja. Pantoja. All right. Uh, without a, uh, no, without a, we're not starting one. <laughs> oh, we're ending, bro. <laughs> we're ending. Uh, that's Ca- pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Catch and you in the next one. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.